what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of PC Wrestling. Um, y'all see the title. Y'all, y'all know what we're here for. Um, uh, I'm, I'm gonna let Jade start it off, but before you know, we do. You know, obviously, it's no to the regular guys. Malik won't unfortunately be here today. Um, so appreciate y'all for you know tapping in. You know, we know. You know, obviously today was you know another pay per view and stuff, but you know with the news and the way it just hit, we thought it was best. You know, to start off with this show, paying tribute to, you know, an icon and somebody who really, really, you know, touched us all. But I'm going to let Jade start off, you know, uh, let him get off when he wants to. But, um, I mean, y'all, of course, feel free to interact with the chat. Please. No, oh, I'm sorry, Jade. Before you actually go, please. No, no, no dumb stuff today, guys. Like, you know, I know I know our community is pretty good. Like, no dumb stuff. You will be removed from the chat. Don't come in here, you know trolling and like today's not the day for that but go ahead james you got it so this is gonna be a rough one today fellas um and the reason i wanted to start is because i wanted to get something out of the way early because i feel like i feel like maybe it's gonna it's gonna be important for everyone to be on the same page that's watching by the end of this and we're gonna spend the next two hours talking about Bray wyatt and the impact he had on us and our favorite moments and and maybe the things about his career that didn't go. So we're going to, we're going to cover it all today. We're going to get it all out in the open. Um, one of the big top, one of the big topics on, on TikTok this week, unfortunately, and it's really been pissing me off because it's taking away from what we should be focusing on. And that's the man himself um, that we no longer have. And I feel like uh, I'm, I'm right in the middle of this because for any of you who saw my video, on TikTok at Infamous Opinionist that I posted uh, after the Bray Wyatt news broke, I had a very visceral, emotional reaction um, to the news. And we'll get more into that and, and why and all that as we go along. But um, for the, you know, 100,000 views, 1,000 more comments, and most of them were positive, as I expected. But, you know, there, there were the odd um, comments I had to delete, such as, Why'd you make yourself cry? Why did you start crying and then start videoing? Oh my God, you're only doing this for views, et cetera, et cetera. And then we had the man who I will not name, not because I don't know his name, but because I don't want to give him the <laughs> recognition, quite frankly, um, that Wrestle Talk is just pounding on this week for his really, really unfortunate take on gatekeeping um, emotions and gatekeeping grief and. So we got that going on. Um, I'm not a lot, and, and all these people who think that we're that we're that we're taking advantage of the situation to get paid. I and we don't talk about this, but first of all, just to speak for the podcast, right now as we speak, none of us are getting paid to do this. Maybe that'll change in the future, but right now we're, we're doing this for the love and the passion of what we do on the Player's Choice Wrestling Podcast, and that includes today's episode. My TikTok does happen to be monetized. And for anyone who has an issue with me sharing my emotions on TikTok and thinks maybe doing it for views, you name the charity that you want me to donate the $1.74 I'm going to make on that video, and I'll tack an extra $50 onto it and donate it to whatever charity you want to name. I do not give a shit. I am making nothing. None of us are making anything expressing our grief and our mourning and our emotions and our heartfelt feelings to this man 
that we've been watching perform for 10 plus years, who captivated our hearts and our minds for 10 plus years, who came back from injury and illness multiple times, who was given up on by WWE and then came back, started again, and got back to where he needed to be. And that is the man that we're here to talk about today. Our tears are real. Our emotions are real because this man meant a lot, a lot to us. And so everything you're going to see today and everything that, you, that you've seen across all of our TikToks are real. There is nothing, no further, there's nothing that's coming out of this other than us as human beings mourning a man that we loved and appreciated more than a lot of people will ever understand. And so please, as we move forward with today's episode in the chat, share your favorite memories of him, share a way that he's impacted your life. But today is not the day to be questioning anyone's motives because right now we are all hurting and we as a community are gonna have to hold ourselves together if we want to heal. If we start turning against each other, this is gonna be a lot harder than it already is. So please, please, please just remember everything we say today is genuine and authentic and from the heart. And with that understanding, I turn the floor back over to G to continue this very difficult video that we find ourselves making today. If anybody else wants to share, um, y'all got the floor. Y'all let it rock. Yeah. Um, this is... Uh... This is tough on the pro wrestling community, man. This is somebody who gave his life to the business. You know, Bray Wyatt, you can tell, was one of those people who didn't care about how much money he was making. He didn't care about the dollars he was making. He didn't care about any of that. The only thing he cared about was entertaining us. Like, this man, being one of the most creative minds in the pro wrestling industry, had us all hooked on QR codes. QR codes every week, this man had our head on a swivel. This was, this was the man who people thought that when he brought in the Fiend gimmick could rival The Undertaker as the best character that everybody's ever seen. But on, on top of losing an amazing performer, this is a man who had a wife and children. Th that's what hurts the most. What hurts the most is he's going to have little kids. That's not going to grow up without a dad. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that's what hurts me the most because I know so many people and that affects them and knowing that these little kids are not going to have their dad growing up, that's what that that's that's what hits the most for me. So this is a this is a man who gave his life to the wrestling business and came back because <laughs> we wanted him back and we loved him. I've ne I, I think Bray Wyatt is one of the most selfless guys in the professional wrestling business that we've seen. This man put over anybody and everybody and reinvented himself any way possible to keep himself relevant. And for all the for all the moments, for all the times he entertained us, for all the underrated matches he gave us, like we just say thank you, Bray. You know. I think we've all cried enough. We've all can we all can hold hold each other, but Bray Wyatt was truly, and this ain't me overrating him, but truly a once in once in a generation mind when it comes to the creative side of things. And 
I pray, I'm a, you know what I'm saying? I'm a Christian. I pray, I pray to God that, you know, God keeps his soul safe. I pray to God he's cooking up there with Brody in heaven. And I'm kind of jealous. I don't get to see what they're cooking up there. And, I, and, you know, and, you know, I pray to God that, you know, that he's, he's keeping them up there healthy and that he's in a much better space, you know, just please guys make sure, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We pray for his wife, Jojo. We pray for his kids because they're going to be going through a lot. Pray for Bo, Ron, <laughs> Rowan, just, you know what I'm saying? Just all these guys, everybody needs it. And we all need to come together for this because this is a hard time. So I'm going to leave Florida, one of my other bros right here to take over. But rest in peace, Bright Wyatt. We love you and thank you so much for all the amazing memories. You're the, you're the, you're the guy, man. You're the guy. Y'all, y'all put it beautifully. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I'm just glad we can all come together. Um, grief is, it's, it takes a lot of burden off when you have people to grieve with. And I'm glad we could all come together and celebrate his life and career. Um, I think we, we said, uh, unless anybody else wants to say anything, man, I feel like. I gotta, listen, I'm going to keep it real with y'all in the comments. Originally, this was supposed to be what was it all in or all out today supposed to be reaction all in. yeah then then the stuff with bray happened supposed to be half a show i wasn't rocking with it bro because i'm not gonna sit here and act like we weren't all invested in the qr codes we weren't all waiting every pay-per-view for bray wyatt to return we weren't, weren't i'm not gonna act like that wasn't the only reason why some pay-per-views were getting views because we were waiting for bray wyatt when it comes to bray I stopped watching wrestling around 2016 because, you know, the relationship I was in, she wasn't rocking with it or nothing. So by the time I tried to get back into it, it was 2018. We all know how horrible those years were. So the next time I tried to get back into it was COVID, the performance center. Couldn't do it. The slaps and everything, couldn't do it. Even when the Thunderdome came, Roman couldn't do it. What got me back into watching wrestling was seeing Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, seeing the the crazy storylines that he was coming up with the creativeness bro like and seeing the whole him obviously it wasn't him getting burnt alive but just that just brought me back into like some attitude air ruthless aggression so it was bray who got me back because i never left once that i was so upset when they when they scrapped the, the whole randy stuff with him and it became alexa i was like no i want bray bro i was <laughs> his mind was so beautiful and i'm one of those people who had the the great pleasure to see him from Husky Harris, to see him grow from Husky Harris to the eater of worlds, to just Bray Wyatt, to the fiend, to, to Bray Wyatt, the fiend and uncle Howdy. He gave us so many things where we were at a point where it's like, dang, the undertaker's about to retire. We, we never really going to get that type of spooky stuff anymore, but Bray did it with a simple Hawaiian shirt, a top hat and a rocking chair with a lantern, bro. Like, that that that's how special that man was. He got if we was back in the day, a, a gimmick like that, we would look at it as corny. But he did it so special and made it work so well that it was just it was magnificent, man. And like I said, I can't I can't sit here and, and act like I wasn't waiting for this man's next move. I I was waiting for every move. I did, as you as some of you may know, I got the wrestling chop shop. When, when the QR codes first came out, I knew it was Bray Wyatt. I did I did podcasts to prove that it was Bray Wyatt. The, the Wyndham Hotel, but but this address is to this and that. I'm over here calling the numbers, hearing creepy phone calls, and just believe in what you are. And I'm like, oh, like 
So this needed to happen. A full podcast needed to happen for Brad. He deserves it because at the end of the day, what he said is true. He had the whole world in his hands, man. And for people who don't understand Jade's side, Jade is a father just like me. And the one thing that I know hits the most is we always have that thought. If we're gone, we think about our child and how much that would hurt us. That's it. Like, bro, Bray's only six years. He was only six years older than me. And then leaving for something from that, that scares me too. Like, it's more than a wrestling thing. People have personal lives that they attach. Like, that's that's real. And it's it, it's really sad. I, I wish I didn't have to see that post. But we're here to celebrate, bro. Yep. And it's that simple. Yes, sir. Man, if you guys if you guys don't mind, like the stream. Obviously, like the stream if you're here. You know, um, it's it's really a sad time. But I what I would like to bring it to. Um, uh, first things first. Let's answer this super chat. Let's all be fair, real quick. Um, I assume this person means favorite Bray Wyatt theme song. Um, I say the one that he had before he passed. Yeah. I think that was. I think that was the I'm one. So- is it is it called shatter? Is it called yeah, shatter? It's called shatter. It's called shatter. I'm, I made a TikTok video waiting and waiting for them to drop that on Spotify. And when they finally did, bro, it's I, Bray has been gone for a while, so I stopped listening to the song. But it's literally still top eight in my Spotify playlist, and I've listened to so many other songs. That's how much I bumped that song. It, right. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to go shatter. Chat, if you uh if you wanna go ahead and ask some Bray White related questions, go ahead and drop them. Go ahead, Jay. You're on mute, man. You're on mute. You're on mute. You're on mute. You're on mute, brother. Sorry, I was trying to keep uh, myself. I was coughing a second ago. Um, Shatter is like if you were hearing all of his songs on the radio, right? Shatter is probably the best song. But you when you when you're thinking about it, I feel like you have to picture him coming down to the ring, right? And hit the fiend coming out to the heavy metal version of let me in the especially the first time there's just something about that man i've never seen anything else like it in wrestling and we're t- i'm talking about the undertaker and i'm talking about stone cold's glass shattering and the rock if you smell all that stuff and how how well it fit the character but there was something about the fiend's presentation that made that metal version of let me in crawl under your skin and stay Bruh, there. The smoke, the red so light, the lantern, the red lights, the lamp, everything about it. And, and even and, the first uh, thing, how, the, how they would do the little static thing before they came yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, if you, um, if you watch the uh, reaction from SummerSlam, it was at 20, 2019. There was a, they had a little watch along party and your boy, Louis, your boy, Johnny was, enthralled like he was bro he was so focused like he was all of us like everyone else was just kind of talking you know vibing out but he was just his focus like straight on the camera just like like that that first entrance like we didn't know what to expect i mean we saw him the the monday before but i didn't expect him to come out with that remix and the lantern and then just bro that 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 hit different bro like it was it was crazy and in the match itself like he just he destroyed 
Finn, which just it was crazy. That the debut of the Fiend is is was amazing. But by all means, if you're gonna rock out to any of these songs, I wouldn't blame you because oh, yeah. Ray just had oh, yeah, excellent dude, yeah. theme songs Catch his entire career. When Code Orange played that live at WrestleMania 30, that may have been one of the coolest live intros ever. Ah, oh, so good. G, you got a yeah. favorite Bray Wyatt? I mean, I mean, I mean, it's definitely the when the fiend debut. Like, mm. I kid you not. I remember sitting there, and I, I was, you know, because we obviously had the build up Firefly Funhouse, and I was like, I remember sitting there, and I was like, okay, how are y'all going to do this live? How are y'all going to present? Because the Firefly Funhouse stuff is cool, on, but I don't know how it's gonna look when you come out. You know, and then we saw what the fiend would look like. I'm like, okay, this can't be no hokey stuff. You can't be coming out looking corny. Like, y'all have to get this right, man. <laughs> as soon as I saw Bray Wyatt's face on the lantern with the mouth open, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, you knew. Hooked. That's definitely my favorite theme song. But like, I was talking to my girl, like, you know, my girl. I, for those of y'all who know, y'all know she don't watch a lick of wrestling. Right. She 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 when I when I told her about the news, she was like, Oh, was that the guy that had that like crazy debut that you was like going crazy over like not too long ago? I'm like, Yes, like that's <laughs> like, even my mom, even my mama, because my little brother's watch wrestling too. My mom, she don't remember nobody else. She remember Roman Reigns and she remember Bray White. And like it like that's why I say like the impact that he had, that theme song when he first debuted. Man, that 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 was that was a crazy moment. That, that will for that will forever be my favorite Bray Wyatt moment. So I see that there's five of us. You know what I'm saying? I'm fair. I'd like to give everybody a chance to get their questions off. So since it's five of us, I think we can do one favorite match for Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that'll conclude our top left. So starting off with Nate, top left, Mr. Top Left for the first time, guys. Let's go. Yes, sir. All right, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because at the time, like we just weren't seeing a lot of it. I gotta go. The Wyatt family versus the Shield, like two factions, and they were young factions too. These were like the Shield were around in twenty since twenty twelve. The White family just debuted months before this. So these are like two hot groups. Like this should have been a WrestleMania match, but it was at Elimination Chamber. I just remember even before the match when they just got face to face, like the crowd went crazy, bro. Like, um, and even when they had that brawl in England, like you knew once they once they did something, it was gonna be magic. And that match is incredible. Like it still holds up to this day. Like that spot where Seth uh, got like German suplex or belly to belly suplex off the top by Luke Harper and landed on his feet, kicked him out, did the suicide dive, was going crazy. Like in the ma- the ending, it's it's an incredible match. It's a great feud. Uh, I, I wish we would have got a little bit more out of it, but it, it was still great like, for that time. It, 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 is dude, if I'm not wrong, did wasn't there a little thing where like the shield they were sitting on like the rocking chair? Roman was on the rocking chair. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, it came uh, from that feud, bro. Yeah. That was amazing. What about you, G? Favorite Bray Wyatt? Oh. Shout out to the $5 Prince, by the way. Appreciate you, man. For real, appreciate y'all, you, Prince. Um, as far as my favorite, my like one of my top Bray Wyatt matches, it's got to be Cena, Firefly Funhouse match. It's got to be. That, as far as sentiment, like, I, obviously COVID is something nobody wanted to go through. Mm-hmm. 
But one thing I will say as far as WWE goes, if you're going to have a positive side effect to that, it's them cinematic matches. I think that cinematic match, the psychology of it, I think somebody said it in the comments earlier. Bray Wyatt was one of the few people that rewarded you for paying attention. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know whoever said that in the comments, mm -hmm. but I want to make sure you get your love. Pretty sure it was a super chat. Yep, it was this one right here. Yeah, absolutely. So, Akoma Mikey's Burner. And that is absolutely facts. And that Firefly <laughs> Funhouse is the best representation of that. You got rewarded for paying attention for all the little uh, tidbits. And, like, you couldn't, you couldn't blink because you might miss something. And yeah. that match, I think it had – I think – if it would have happened in front of a crowd, it would have been nice, but it would not like th that having to be a cinematic match, I think did wonders for Bray is just unfortunate. You know, they didn't follow up on it. Great. But nevertheless, that match, I think, was the best possible match you could have done. And that to me, like it put Bray Wyatt kind of back in that realm of like, yeah, we like because, you know, Bray Wyatt, unfortunately, we always were skeptic and wonder like if they were gonna continue with the push. I think that match and that psychology storytelling, I think it added another layer to Bray Wyatt and the Fiend almost. And that's why it's my favorite because we already had this character we love. Like you add another deep layer to it that you know nobody ever saw coming. So that to me is is my favorite. Um I apologize, guys. I accidentally closed tabs while he was talking. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was scrolling and I accidentally Happens. scrolled left and then it took me out. Goofy. Go Happens. ahead, Jade. <laughs> I want to call attention to one match that's been going viral on Twitter since uh, Bray's passing. And not for the match itself, but the, so Bray, the, the thing about Bray is that he could be so freaking cool. Like when the theme first showed up, so cool. I know, he, I know where he's the going. The white rabbit stuff. So, but the first image that we saw of Bray being just absolutely so cool was the end of the tag team match he had with Roman. This was supposed to be at the beginning. <laughs> you know where I'm going. This was supposed yes. to be the beginning of a baby face push for Bray. Now he got hurt right after this, unfortunately, and then he came back as a heel. Who knows where he could have gone as a baby face, but. The ending of this match, if you haven't seen it, go look it up. It was Bray and Roman versus um, Alberto Del Rio and Sheamus. I believe this is when they were doing the League of Nations. Mm -hmm. And at, at the end of the match, Alberto and Bray are going back and forth. Roman and, and Sheamus are on the outside. Bray reverses out of the armbar, I think, into a sister Abigail, goes for the pin. Out of the corner of the screen, you see Sheamus coming in. As Bray is still in the pinfall without looking, he points backward, and right as he does that, Roman spears Sheamus out of his shoes, so cool. and then you get the three count. And that was the catalyst for seeing how cool Bray Wyatt could be. I also want to throw out special mention to, I believe it was Royal Rumble 2017, where he dominated like half the Rumble, and then him and the Wyatts came, pulled Brock out, kicked his ass. Um, yeah. I think I was supposed to get that, man. And, yeah. and again, they didn't really capitalize it that much. That's kind of a theme of Bray Wyatt's career. But for that moment, that was the most badass that Bray ever looked because it took Brock Lesnar to eliminate him from the Rumble. And then once he did it, he was like, all right, well, fuck this. I'm just going to pull Brock out of the Rumble and kick his ass, which is what he did. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, special shout out to both of those because those were both really cool. Listen, Kenneth, 
whether they wanted to make him heal his last run or not, Bray was definitely a babyface after he dropped that oh, yeah. promo. Oh, yeah, he definitely was. Yeah. We we got to see babyface Bray. He poured his real self out, and he even said it. This ain't – this is me. We, we we got to see a little taste of it, bro. And Go ahead, Lewis. Man, there's 112 of y'all watching. Make sure y'all like the stream. You know what I'm saying? Keep it. Appreciate keep it y'all, up. for real. Um, I say for me, man, uh, definitely Elimination Chamber when he won the WWE Championship. Um, when John Cena – when John Cena won the title and he said he was defending the championship in two weeks at Elimination Chamber, it was either the two favorites in your line, if you thought Bray Wyatt was a favorite, the two favorites were either John Cena obviously retaining because we were close to Mania season. So, of mm-hmm. course, John Cena going into Mania as champion, it's not out of this world. Or it was going back to AJ Styles because AJ Styles was still getting the push of a lifetime. Yeah. Never in a fucking million years would you think John Cena would yeah. get eliminated in the match and then the final two being Bray Wyatt and Styles, you think they're going to give it to AJ. But the fact that the whole crowd erupted when he caught AJ out of the phenomenal forearm into the sister Abigail and the whole entire place blew up. And you see the emotion. And remember, he had to stay in character. But you see as soon as he, mm-hmm. as the referee hit three, he tried so hard to hide his emotion because – because being WWE champion was something none of us none of us thought was going to happen with Bray Wyatt, and the fact that he beat AJ and that, that 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 that's such an underrated Elimination Chamber match. The fact that he beat AJ and got that moment, I'll never I'll never forget that. That final two was was underrated, and just hearing the roar of the crowd when when the ref hit three to see Bray Wyatt hold the WWE championship up, that's that that's something I won't get out of my head. Um, uh, I'd say another, I'll say an honorable mention would be, uh, Bray Wyatt versus AJ Styles versus John Cena on SmackDown. That was another phenomenal match. Oh, yeah. Once again, I mean, it's WWE. You don't, you never know how they book Bray Wyatt. I mean, Cena and Styles are still the two heavy favorites. <laughs> and for him to pin John Cena in, in a matter of two days to pin AJ Styles and John Cena, that's, that, to me, that's peak Bray, bro. It doesn't get much better and, than that. And I'll and besides Bo and the, and IRS man, I don't know that deep of his fan, but pretty sure he was the first to ever win a world title in that family. It's, yeah, it was so it was so. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. It's, and more Ronaldo's so great at making calls mm-hmm. because yep. because he was like, all right, Styles setting up the floor, Sister Abigail immediately, bro. Um, oh my yeah, god, yeah, dude, yeah. the whole place exploded, bro, when he hit that Sister Abigail. And then obviously the the you deserve it chance the next uh, the, the next Tuesday when he was cutting the promo he has the whole world in his hands mm-hmm. and you can see like when he's laughing like he's trying so hard to stay in character but fuck did he deserve that moment bro hell yeah fuck for me I'm probably gonna have to go type of cin- cinematic as well because mm. his match with Matt Hardy man oh yeah Moa of lawns bro like the whole like. <laughs> You would think that Bray would never have found somebody to work with that was so perfect if it wasn't the Wyatts, but him and Matt Hardy really made some magic, bro. And and just everything about that match, man. Because again, he was a cinematic genius, bro. Yeah. But yeah, that that and then honorable mention, I I kind of hate Jade right now because I was gonna bring up that tag team match, man. Cause I'm yeah. sorry, like Bray doing this, man. <laughs> 
had me like, oh, yeah, so I remember. Cool. I, I think I liked Roman at a little hey, point. I think this awesome. was when it was. <laughs> yeah, I was badass as hell. Because that was hey, so awesome. cool. It's like he knew. It's like because it's Bray Wyatt. So in, in, in sense, it's like, oh, that's cool. But no, it's Bray Wyatt. He has that type of power, bro. It's like he had control over Roman. Like, get his ass. <laughs> like, it was just yep. so perfect, bro. Hey, I got, I got, I got another moment just to kind of honorable mention that mm-hmm. I don't think that ever gets talked about. It was in the pandemic. But I'll never forget uh, Braun Strowman cutting the promo to him, you know, and he's like, oh, no, nah, like our, our chapter's just begun. And then it just cuts too. And even though it's a it's a it's a line that's probably been used a lot when he's like, what's the matter, brother? It looks like you've seen a ghost. And he goes, yeah, that, shit that was cool. Yeah, bro, I'm not going to lie. I was like, bro, I swear. I, was, I always say like, bro, if that was in front of a crowd. Oh, oh yeah. my god! Oh yeah, they would have went crazy on that. So I'm just like, bro. When he's like, well, we gotta, we, uh, in order for us to move forward, we gotta take a step back. I was just like, bro, this is why that character was so goaded. Oh my goodness! I just, I bro, think, I think, like, all, I think also Bray Wyatt had his two best matches against Daniel Bryan: the Monday Night Raw and the Steel yeah. Cage Peak. Yes, oh yeah, 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 WrestleMania. And then, yeah. the, and then the strap match at the Rumble, where we where we got a taste of what Pete Daniel Bryan felt like again. Oh fuck! Yeah. And, and can we the only just... Daniel Bryan? The only matter of fact, the only person that ever faced the Fiend that didn't then turn heel or change his character after facing the Fiend, because Daniel Bryan in the, in that match with Bray Wyatt was like, like literally, we brought back peak WrestleMania almost. In that yeah. match, we got a taste. We got a taste. He's because everybody else, you know, Seth, even the Miz went back to being here. Everybody else kind of changed their nah. Daniel Bryan, if, if anything, he was more over after that. Yeah. So we got to taste, yeah. And can we just appreciate that entire moment when Daniel Bryan turned on the Wyatt family? And just beat the ever-loving dog shit out of Bray in that cage. Like Bray sold his ass off for Brian in that cage. Like that moment is like that's like peak yes movement. Like that, I get goosebumps watching that back. Like that moment was Bro. absolutely insane. So so awesome. And you got you got glimpse, like you got feelings of that at the Royal Rumble where Daniel Brown was doing the same thing. Bro, that was that's the greatest sister Abigail of all time. Caught him in midair and just you know. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. They had great chemistry. They had a, a great chemistry together. We got, a, we got a fun little question right here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, our dream Ooh. Firefly Funhouse match. So I, would be Vince. I, I wouldn't say I've never match, thought about but this. I, but I always wanted Vince to make a thing appearance, bro. Like a real like, appearance. Like, yeah, like a shit. real appearance. Like, like, yeah, he had a little him. puppet and all that. But like, just one time, I wish it was like really Vince who popped up instead of the puppet. Like... No, as far no. as because like people because like people people like to blame Vince for a lot of things that's wrong with Bray, but like he right. had to have something for Bray to oh, allow yeah. him to do that with the puppet, yeah. bro. Like he was mocking Vince. He had to have some type of relationship with him because like you gotta you got to to do stuff like that with Vince. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, they got to do all their stuff because we know how close they were. Yeah. Bray had something because. Come on, really? It's such good shit. Yeah. Like he was literally clowning him, bro. Because that's all Vince yeah. would say. Oh, this yeah. isn't a good match. Such great, like, bro. Yeah. And we only got to see one funhouse match, but I think the theme of that match, and if we had gotten to see more, God, I wish we could have seen more. Um, mm-hmm. The theme of that match, and I think the theme of the rest of them would have been 
looking into the past, facing your demons and overcoming them. And John Cena couldn't do it. And if there's one guy on the roster that I think has 10 plus years worth of demons that he would have to look back and tackle. I think I know who you're going to name. Yeah, I I think I know who you're going to name. I won't be mad at you. So I'll say, well, I was going to say Roman Reigns. That's not what I was thinking of. That's what I was thinking of. But Roman, for for eight years of his 10 years on top, everybody hated him. Nobody wanted him. He struggled with with cancer, right? He struggled with with a steroid buster or whatever he was doing, right? He got busted for yeah. uh, performance enhancers. Mm-hmm. Um, he got demoted to the middle of the card. He was a world champion and nobody wanted it. He got booed out of the building in Philly um, at the Royal Rumble. And he got his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar on multiple occasions. I would, I would love to see Roman's character, especially like Pete Tribal Chief Roman, as confident as he was, forced into the Firefly Funhouse and forced to look back at his failures and to see if Roman came out a changed man. I always thought, uh, Axel has said it on multiple occasions, I always thought that Bray would have been the perfect man to end the title run, and not just because of what Axel has said on multiple, again, I just want to give him credit. Multiple occasions, Axel has said it's because the story comes full circle, right? Roman came in out of nowhere. He basically stole the title off the theme. Um, but not only that, I always thought it would have been perfect if Roman was thrown into the Firefly Funhouse non-title. Rather, he wins or loses or whatever, and he comes out of the Funhouse so shaken. His confidence completely gone, completely forgets how to wrestle, and then loses to Bray in like 30 seconds because he doesn't know what to do with himself. Would have been the perfect... Bray coming back, slow boil plan, break his mind down, and then beat him in the ring. Um, we never got that, obviously, but man, if that wouldn't have been the coolest fucking thing to see Roman get broken down like that and then pinned in the ring. I think an underrated one I thought you were going to go with, and I'm not going to toot your own horn on this one, but um, I was thinking Dolph Ziggler. I was thinking. Oh, wow. I was thinking. Could could touch up on the Spirit Squad days, how yep. Dolph, how how on numerous occasions Dolph Ziggler was supposed to be the man, but injuries got in the way. And He's then a caddy. The, and then the it should have been he. And I mean, hey, you said it, not me. You brought it up. Hey, yeah. uh, the you you imagine up. though he opens the door to the Firefly Funhouse, Embrace standing there. Imagine and it's it's Chavo. No, you see you see Chavo as Curran White in the Firefly Funhouse. (laughs) I was thinking like you can touch up on the Spirit Squad, how he should have been the man but got injured in unfortunate circumstances. How he had his little run in 2018 where he was fighting with the IC title, and then how the main roster gave up on him and then put him in NXT. Like there's so much stuff you could have done with Dolph Ziggler that I that I think would have been very underrated. Y'all could call yeah, me cheesy right. or biased, but if Here they would have don't say it, don't say it. I'm going to say it because if any time they would have, it would have been perfect. They done had this man peeing cups and all that. Fuck! Jeff Hardy, Firefly wow. Funhouse, bro. Wow. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I'm telling you, bro. Dang. We already you did have that. We already wanna, did you, have that. You want to talk about here and then here and then, bro, come on. Honestly, yeah. honestly, That's there's, one, there's one name that I know it probably couldn't have happened, but like what? since we talking fantasy. CM Punk. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. CM Punk yeah, in the really Firefly Funhouse. That would be going really back good. To that 2011, you know, uh, the Summer Punk, but then you lose. Especially that right now. Rio. 
especially yeah, right now. If, if this happened right, like, dude, yeah, that would go. Oh, that, man. That oh, man. Yeah. yeah. CM Punk, I think, would be. And CM Punk, especially because CM Punk, say what you want about him, he can still tell a really good story oh, yeah. when he wants to. 100%. Ooh, yeah. I just wish he'd stop pissing people off. Not to get off topic, yeah. but he did it again. Well, <laughs> I, this one I don't think it's on him though. This no, it's one, not. This one's on him. Yes. But but where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It, he he takes trouble anyway. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I agree. Um, Seeing Buck wait. facing his demons in the Firefly Funhouse would be excellent. Yeah. You uh, y'all want mine? Yeah, good. This yeah. one's oh, gonna be boy. the most controversial oh of them all. Let's let's go. Go. Hell, hell no, hell no. This would never happen because this man is retired. Um, Hulk Hogan. I want to see that. Ooh. I want to see Bray Wyatt absolutely tear the character of Hulk Hogan, Terry, tear it all down. Just expose everything. <laughs> Racist bitch. <laughs> yes. Like, this is for my wife. No, um, but like, just absolutely. <laughs> just, it would be so good. Just, I mean, Hogan would never agree to it because it right. tears down oh, his no. character. It completely oh, yeah. destroys and he it. Would lose and he would lose. And he would lose. But yeah. if it happened, it would be so good just to see him, just all the politics, all the people he stabbed in the back, just like all them appearing, like whether it's like just visiting them from the past or them old right, right now, so, walking up to so, like, dude. Old messed up TNA logo real quick. You know? Right. Just, just you know, like, 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 like how he like, dude, just like, ah, you know? <laughs> oh, like, dude, it'd be, it'd be phenomenal. Like that would, that would go crazy again. Hogan would never agree to it, but if if it did I, happen, I, I, it would be. I phenomenal. could see Bray in the corner, like how he was like taunting Cena. I could see, I could see Bray in the corner, brother, brother, <laughs> brother, 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 dude. Shout, uh, shout out, shout out, man, shout out to you, Okoma Mikey, for the for the dono. I think Bray's last match is a metaphor for his entire career, making the best out of WWE's micromanaging the Mountain Dew match. Also, shout out to LA Knight's beautiful promo. Nate, you're you're probably the biggest LA Knight fan in here, man. What'd you think about that promo, bro? I thought that was phenomenal. I could tell how emotionally, even when he walked out, I was like, oh my God, like I don't envy this guy right now. Cause this is, this is hard. Like he's got to go, he's got to be LA Knight, And then he's got to pay tribute to Bray Wyatt. And then he's got to transition to Miz like that. Yeah. Alone shows how skilled he, he is. So he under, did it don't so dope, too. bro. Yeah. The trans it was so dope. It was, yeah. yeah. I don't know don't how to underestimate too WWE oh putting the trust in LA. Knight, oh yeah. Putting oh him yeah. Out there, oh, yeah. Giving him a stick and saying, "Take us home for the rest of the uh, night." Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, because I, we could have easily said, "Oh, he was his last opponent. It's only right to do it." But I said, I said the same because people, the people who would get that kind of trust. Like a Cody Rhodes, a John yeah. Cena. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, people forget John Cena was literally the one who announced that they got Osama bin Laden. Yeah. WWE doesn't put out yeah. people. Yeah, he did it himself. I, I, said, I, I, said, I remember I, that. I said this in the chat, man. Like, like I'm gonna try not to get choked up talking about it, but I said this in the in the PC wrestling chat. I'm gonna say it here. Uh, just like piggyback with Jade off, uh, what Jade said, you know, it's great. You know what I'm saying? On one hand, I'm very sad Bray Wyatt is unfortunately gone. But on the other hand, I'm, I'm excited for L.A. Knight because L.A. Knight is the man who benefited the most off of a Bray Wyatt feud, like, incredibly. And on top of that, for WWE to trust him in such a sensitive and such a heartfelt, you know, thing going on right now in the wrestling community and telling him, just giving him the ball, like, we're riding with you, like, 
go ahead and say what you got to say. Make sure it's nice. You know, we're, we're riding off you. And what I think is so dope, man, and I think I think this is just like where fate comes in. It's Bray Wyatt did a great job at putting over L.A. Knight and making L.A. Knight, like, without that feud. Like, we, we all watched NXT, so we knew what L.A. Knight was. I watched Impact. I knew what time kind of timing Eli Drake was. But without that feud, L.A. Knight doesn't show his personality, his mic skills, the fact that he's not a bitch, not a bitch kind of heel, that he's willing to get the smoke. Like, he's – without that feud, the main roster crowd doesn't get a taste of L.A. Knight. And what I think is so great is now even with Bray Wyatt being gone and in the afterlife, Bray Wyatt is still somehow finding a way to put this man over and to make sure that he's in a great spot. Because now that Bray, now that LA Knight got that moment on SmackDown and on top of that, beating a former world champion clean in the main event shows how much trust WWE has in him. And I'm so excited that LA Knight is, is is getting his big break. Because like I said, I'm a Christian, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to get all spiritual, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to disrespect nobody. But I believe fate, I believe things happen for a reason. And Bray Wyatt, even when he's gone, is still finding a way to put this man over. And I'm yeah. and I'm and I'm so happy for that. Yeah, dude. Bray, and if Bray I could... was there for a quick second when LA Knight hit that run. Yeah. That's, yeah. Bray was there yeah. for a quick second. Yeah. And, and and I just wanna before Jay goes, sorry, but I just got to point sure, it no, out. Go ahead, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that the first thing he said was, now I ain't going to come out here and act all fake like me and Bray Wyatt were best friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. yeah. But he also let it known that if it wasn't for Bray, I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't yeah. be in the spot. And, and I, I and think I when he that said fact. that, that was twofold. I think he was saying it in character because LA Knight's all, always putting in work, right? But mm-hmm. I think he also understands that a lot of people might have been a little bit uncomfortable with him making the closing comments because LA Knight and Bray weren't in each other's lives for very long, right? When Bray was coming up in WWE, LA Knight was over in wherever, NWA for a while and wherever he was before that. Um, And so the the only real interactions they had was that 45-day feud or whatever. Um, So I think he meant that twofold. I do want to talk about the LA Knight feud for a second because... A lot, I'm seeing a lot of people. <clears throat> sorry. Go ahead. If you got to let it out, bro, we ain't. We ain't uh, no, we, I'm we good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people that uh, are, are, and they're not saying this. I don't think most of them, anyway, are saying this in any way to disparage Bray or his memory or his ability. But I, but I am seeing a, a fair few comments and videos talking about tweets, etc how they wish that his his little his feud with LA Knight wouldn't be the last thing we saw of him that the Mountain Dew pitch black match wouldn't be the last thing we saw of him well you guys got to remember if you actually I, I, pay, if you actually paid attention the last thing was actually him doing the muscle man dance so right with Bobby Lashley exactly yeah. have some facts yeah, but, before you say dumb stuff but but even if even if that little feud with Lashley hadn't started and again they had to cancel that because obviously Bray got sick yeah. and he got a lot sicker than any of us ever knew, um, yeah. as it turned out. Um, and, and and a lot of people were getting frustrated, uh, and people that I that I'm mutuals with on TikTok were, were getting frustrated with the Bray Wyatt White Rabbit stuff. They were in a mode of okay, good God, let's get to, let's get to the point already, right? It's kind of where they were with it, but that, that's not that's not the way. That, and I'm sorry if. I, and I've said this before on TikTok about Bray Wyatt when he was alive and after. 
if Bray Wyatt's not your cup of tea, I understand because you have to have patience with Bray. He doesn't, he doesn't put it right in your face and he doesn't tell you a, a two week story that Bray, that he didn't, he could have just as easily jumped the shark when he came back in the summer of 2019 and just thrown the fiend out there and said, I've got this cool thing that I want everyone to see. It's going to get me over. Let's just do the fiend. But he didn't, he was on TV for two months dressed in a red sweater talking mm-hmm. to puppets because without that, you were never going to be able to appreciate the sudden shift from Mr. Rogers to John Wayne Gacy. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. please, please, please remember everything that happened in the Mountain Dew pitch black match with the, the markings on his face that we, we never were able to find out what they meant to uncle howdy coming out and doing the dive and every all of that was just another puzzle piece. And if we had been able to see how it continued and what else unfolded, we would have looked back on the Mountain Dew pitch black match and said, yeah, okay, maybe that's not the best pure wrestling match Bray Wyatt has ever had, but goddamn has this story been so good. And yeah. I, one of the biggest regrets, to be perfectly honest, uh, about Bray Wyatt's career with me personally is I wanted to know where the white rabbit story was going. I wanted to know what, why is, why do we suddenly have a physical manifestation of all of Bray Wyatt's doubts and, and evil thoughts and evil intentions? Where did he come from? How does he get rid of him? Who's really in control? And again, that wasn't for everybody. And I understand that I, I can't speak for everybody. I can only speak for myself. But the fact that we'll never get to know where that was going, that we'll, we'll never we'll never find out. Yeah. Well, and if I, I want, I, I want Bo to stay in contract. Again, everyone is ninety eight percent sure Bo Dallas is behind the Uncle Howdy mask, right? Oh, it's yeah. been confirmed. Yeah, it's been confirmed. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. I want Bo to stay on. I don't want this to be the end of Bo. It needs to be his choice on whether or not he continues as Uncle Howdy it, it, or whatever, some variation of his brother's gimmick, his brother's kid. That has to be 100% his choice. You can't take it away from him, but you also can't force him to do it either. That needs to be his decision. As far as I and as, I, I think as far as everyone in, in the wrestling universe is concerned, Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy, that belongs to Bo now. That's Bo's. He can use it. He can move on from it. He can do whatever he wants with it. But that is Bo's decision now. And I hope that Triple H sees it the same way. Me personally, I hope that Bo had an idea of where his brother was going with it. And I hope we get to see Bo continue that somehow. Um, Because I think... Bray would love it, to be quite honest. I think Bray would want his brother to be able to go out there and shoulder it and keep it going. And I think Bray had faith in his brother to do that. Yeah. So don't be don't feel bad. Don't feel sorry. Don't feel negative that the the LA Knight stuff is the last thing you really remember about Bray, because I promise Bray doesn't regret a minute of it because he was going somewhere with it. And unfortunately, we'll just never know where. Yeah, and I want to touch back on that, how I felt about LA Knight. Um, 
and I'll, and I'll circle back to what you said as well, Jay. Just, I just like the fact that I love that he said Ray prepared me for everything, like anything I'm thrown at. And he meant that in a, yep. a kayfabe and a real life situation. Cause I'm pretty sure LA Knight, if we keep in keeping it a buck, I'm pretty sure he had no idea where this is all going. He was just like, I'm a piece of the puzzle. I'm out here. I'm going to do my thing. It's weird. I'm in this freaking glow in the dark trunks freaking I'm like, it's dark. It's pitch black. Like, but I'm gonna make the best out of it. And I'm going to bring my character in it. And now because of that experience, whatever he's thrown in, cause I feel like once you're in a Bray Wyatt feud, you can literally do anything because that man is so creatively out there. He's like a million steps ahead of everybody. Yeah. Once you're in that and you maneuver as yourself, as your character, you come out of that, you come out of that better character, better with character work. I mean, look at Seth Rollins right after that Bray Wyatt feud, he slowly transitioned to the Monday night Messiah, then the visionary. Now he's now look at where he's at and he wouldn't be there as much as we shit on that hell in a cell finish, which it's terrible. If it wasn't for that match, Seth wouldn't have gone through the character character development that he went through. And so once you leave a promo, a, a program with Bray Wyatt, you're ready for anything. And now LA Knight is ready for anything. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I was looking forward to what was next for Bray. At the point after the, the Mountain Dew pitch black match, I was like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't get it. Wherever it goes, it goes. I'm, I'm whatever. Like, I'm over it. But I will never deny and I will never downplay this man's creativity, this man's long term storytelling. Like there's promos from 2015 where this man is saying absolutely nothing. Like you look back you're like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> okay. But when he was the, the when he was uh, in the sweater, the Firefly Funhouse character, I think he made a tweet. It was like, if you look back at these promos, there's nine words that I said. And if you put them together, it's a message. Like who the fuck thinks of this? Who, who, who like, what, like, did he think of this in 2015 or did he go back? And it's like either way, if he thought of this in 2015, he is, he is. I don't think he's, I don't think he's of this world. But if he even just looked back at it and just picked words from each promo, that's still fucking crazy. Like, do you yep. know how much time and how much effort that takes? Beauty says, okay, I'm gonna use this word. I'm gonna use this word. Like, and you know, it wasn't just a one time scrolling through the promo. Like he sat down for hours and put it all together. And I will never deny this man's creativity as much. If there's some things I that he did, I was like, this, this is not it, but I will never, I will never take away from him trying because that man, incredible, like absolutely insane creatively. So we got another one. We got another dope question. Shout out to you, Wakoma Mikey. Appreciate you with the donations. If you could have one antique from Bray's run, what would it be? Mine would be Ooh. Rambling Rabbit. I would. I want. I want the chair. The I want the chair. Oh. I want the chair. For me, it's got to be the lantern. That chair got set no, on fire. Oh, well, honestly, I, I honestly, feel you, but I, that lantern <laughs> was with him. That all the way through. All the way through. Every yeah. every way. Yeah, yeah that's that true. Yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna be a little cheesy because I rock it, bro. Let me get the hat and the Hawaiian shirt, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> listen, that that really, bro. It man, listen, that was just perfect. Like his character shouldn't even have been wearing that, but it worked, bro. It's like, <laughs> it worked. Hey, it let worked. me let me get them uh, them hurt heel gloves. 
But 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 realistically though, since it brought me back, give me the burnt fiend mask. Ooh, burnt fiend mask. I See like me the whole it. costume. I want. I want the, 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 the one that was sitting right on the on the commentator table, bro. Give me yeah. that. I want the fiend mask that he wore um, at WrestleMania when he came back, when he came in burned and then oh. came out of the toy box or the. Yeah. That yeah. Fiend mask, there was something different yeah. about it. It was edgier, it was cleaner. Yes. The yeah. smile was turned up more. Because remember, he also. And we only ever got to see that, that mask, mask once because he was gone after that. So we only yeah. got to see that yeah. new fiend mask once. And because um, remember, he had lost weight for that match too. He looked yeah. different mm-hmm. when he came out. He lost well. so much he weight. He did so much weight. It's crazy. Yeah. He looked great. So um, I wanted to ask you guys because the obviously the the thing that sticks out most about about Bray is the mic work, right? Well, we've already mentioned a couple of them, but um. My, I think my favorite, I think my favorite Mike moment of Bray Wyatt was. Um, I'm down between two. Um, I'm stuck between the one we talked about earlier, his first return promo after all the White Rabbit stuff, because that was obviously that was just him. Um, and then the last promo he did as Mister Rogers Bray right before we saw the Fiend again. Um, the transition from what he was doing at the start of the segment to the end. And then the effect that had when it transitioned into all the creepy imagery of the fiend from behind and all that stuff. And that doesn't work unless Bray sets it up. And I just remember watching Bray talking. And even though I had no, I had read no rumors or anything about it. I could just tell by the way he was talking. I was like, this is it. Tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. We see it. And then it got to the point where his smile turns and he says, would you like to meet him? <laughs> he did like that. Like, look, just, Holy just, shit. Because I was going to say it, but I wanted to word it right. I, I looked it up. I'm going to. Yes, bro. He, 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 he did give us one of the Iconic, bro. I love that. Movie. I'm going to fight all these like urges, my brother. <laughs> I'm going to fight all these urges, my brother. I just, I'm just I can watch that over. It's so funny, bro. Yeah, it's I, one of the, I think one of my favorite things, though, Coming from a Bray Wyatt feud, specifically with the LA Knight feud, is each and every single week, no matter how bad Bray did LA Knight, LA Knight was like, nah, I'm here again, bitch. What's up? What's up? What the fuck is he at? What the fuck is that? What you were saying, when, when, when you were in a feud with Bray, like you had to sometimes match his creativeness. So when LA Knight came out dressed up he as said, him, bro, like with the yeah, mini uh, lamp. I lost Bro, when he did that tiny ass spin with that lantern, man. Oh. But that's my, my favorite thing Uncle is like it was Howdy. so good. It was so good because he's shown LA like that shown LA Knight like even as a heel wasn't cowardly like like he would like he didn't care he wasn't no bitch so he will pull up he will pull up with a fucking arm sling what the fuck is Bray Wyatt I'm gonna whoop his ass bro. <laughs> I'm gonna give him kick his ass shout out J Rob man shout out J Rob RIP Bray yes, appreciate you there are me, um going off of that I think there are three people and I'd like to get y'all's opinions on this there are three performers I think that sold the Bray Wyatt character in promos and in the ring the best. And they were all with three different versions of him, which I didn't even think about until just now. LA Knight, obviously, was fantastic. Like he said, coming back up like Rocky, looking for more, but then he kept getting swatted down. <laughs> come back up like Rocky, and he gets swatted down. 
And then uh, the energy that he put into the the lights out match was terrific. I think the very I think the the very first match with the theme that Finn Bal I think Finn Balor was perfect in the way that he fought the theme, the way that he sold the the fucking the neck rip, and mm. the way that he sort of cowered after him for a second, but then kind of Chad, put your three him. down. Put your three down. Sorry, Jade. Go ahead. Um, and then, and then John Cena with the original. Break. Uh, I was, even, I was hoping you didn't say that one, man. Even, even though, even though I think we all agree Bray should have won in, at WrestleMania 30, right? The image of Cena confidently going off the ropes with a five knuckle shuffle and then turning around and falling yeah. over because, Bray, yeah. and then the way Cena reacted to the child inside the steel cage, and the way that he that he almost attacked Bray with the chair because that's what Bray wanted and. It was the wrong result, and we all understand that. But I think Cena sold his ass off for Bray um, hey. and getting that character over. Man, man said hey. John, Finn, and Balor. I didn't know they were Hey, hey Nate, be honest. Be honest, bro. Be honest. I don't know about, I don't know about Action J. They kind of old, man. So, um, <laughs> but, but, Nate, be what? honest. We try to do the we try to do the Bray Wyatt spider crawl. We try to do it, bro. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I tried to do it too and I failed. I thought you, I thought you, I thought you, I thought you were gonna pull a hammy. That's what I thought. It's got nothing to do with my age, it's it, everything to do with my weight. <laughs> nah, and that's and that's why Bray made me think I could do it because we all know Bray was a bigger guy. Oh, yeah. so like, I mean, if he could do it, we tried nah, to do I it, do bro. It. Nah. I, I remember. I remember walking. I remember taking one step. I was like, Doom. I was like, fuck. Oh bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get up. I can. Uh, I can get up for the bridge, but walking, I'm a. I'm a terror rotator cuff. I start I, honestly, all right. So to answer Jade's question before we go into this next question, uh, all of us we can answer too. I, I. I mean, I like Finn Young's thing. I, Balor. I think was good. Finn Balor was good. LA Knight was good. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in Daniel Bryan, bro. That like yeah, uh, yeah. Daniel Daniel Bryan's was something else. But because he worked you... with two versions of the Fiend, and I think it or with Bray, and I think it he worked he worked his ass off for both of them. Did both perfectly, and honestly, I think he gave him his two best in ring matches as well too. Like I would probably agree. Oh, what you got, Nate? What you got? What you got? The uh, the opponents that worked best with Bray. Yeah, G, G, get the fuck off mute for this. I one, would, bro. I would definitely LA Knight. People go. I think I'm a, I'm gonna say LA Knight Finn, but I'm gonna knock Cena out because you know he he uh, wrong result. But I'm gonna put in uh, Brian. I think he did. I think he did a great job, especially when the yes movement was ball back. We didn't touch on that when that like Bray Wyatt brought back the yes movement like before the Rumble, like around like that Survivor Series time. Like he was like Brian was like the people the Planet's champion. Then he lost it. Then he had that weird feud with Roman Reigns and Roland Campbell. It was weird. It was it, that that whole thing was weird. But then once he got with Bray Wyatt, like the, the crowd was really wanting the Yes Movement back. And then like Kane was involved. I thought they did all that great. Like that that was all done very very well. And the match at Survivor Series was good too. And like we saw a glimpse of the old Daniel Bryan at Survivor Series, and then we get the rest at, at the Royal Rumble. But I thought the way that they did that was was very well. I think I think him and, and Bray had great chemistry. What about, what about you, G? Yes, sir. My boy G, the baby. Um, I mean, y'all all pretty much said good ones. Um, I I personally, I know. It's like Goldberg, was right. No, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I am going to piggyback off the Cena one. I know Nate said, you know, wrong result, and I agree that it was the wrong result. But obviously, I'm pretty sure on everybody's TikTok, there's been a lot of, you know, more brain moments flowing around. 
all them kids coming out around the steel cage. Mm. All them singing. Yeah. He's got the whole world in yeah. his hand. I forgot about yeah. that. Wow. Cena yeah. selling that was was just different. Like he was he was so confused. He's like, but I'm for the kids, like, bro. And then I'd be like, confused too. Fuck you. Like he had, I was like, bro, you got all these kids with the sheep. Well, your parents mask said. And... <laughs> no, that was definitely <laughs> like I think see I think Cena. <laughs> Even though it was the wrong result, I think the build, I think people always forget the build because of the decision. But that feud and that build yeah. was definitely like it was it was one of Cena's best work, to be honest. Because this was right before Cena became uh US Open Challenge Cena, or like maybe yeah. right after or something. This was right yeah. when Cena this was is right before, transitioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah way before. Yeah. And this is when this is when this is when uh Cena was really like it was like okay Cena like you I like this you're not just being super Cena now like it was and I, I genuinely you know I know as a kid a lot of us like we don't know so as a kid it's like oh John Cena won yay good guy but you know you look back it's like dang Bray won yeah that. like oh yeah by the way not not working against but I feel like when we're just talking about working with in general and, and Axel alluded to it earlier, Matt and Bray. Oh yeah. Did some amazing work together. Didn't they beat the B team? Didn't they beat Bo and yeah. Kurt? Yes. The, yes. And then that led to beautiful character playing by Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. And we got to see yeah. Bo. Play his yes, brother. Bray. Yes, that was so good. B team, B team, go, 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 go. go. I think B team. I don't care. That was great. Bray took off the mat. You know what? It no, was because we're was, the B but, team, and we're gonna beat you guys. I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I was a big fan of Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy together. I mean, uh Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy together. I'm not gonna lie. I was not a big fan, but when they won them titles, I was like, okay, this is. Do you know what I, I would also like to shout out? One of my favorite segments of all time, um, the Raw after Mania, after Matt won the Battle Royal. And, and, uh, and so Jeff comes back at the start. Yes. Of the show. Yes. So Jeff, yes. Jeff's, yes, Jeff's walking back. Absolutely. Jeff runs into Matt. Matt's like, I have found a new foe or whatever, a familiar foe. And then he steps forward and Bray just goes, Brother Nero. Brother Nero. <laughs> yes. Brother Nero. And then they and, like, and then Tim and, and, and Seth turned to Jeff and they're like, wonderful. what was that? And Jeff's just like, <laughs> I but, think but real uh, quick, another opponent for Bray that I liked how they worked well together. You guys probably don't think so, but every time Bray had a match with Dean. Moxley. Oh yeah, they used okay. to kick each other. He ass. always matched. No, it wasn't that. He always matched his craziness, bro. He always made Bray like, bro, what is wrong with this dude, man? Like, <laughs> like yeah, come on, keep beating my. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, like, 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 look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And this was the Shield days. Like, look at this. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, yes, like, bro. That, that, yes. That, that ambulance match was goaded. Yes, bro. Um, oh man. yeah. I, I I often talk about this with Mitri. I think yo, this fucking train is being rude. Can you shut up? Anyways, um, I think I think I think the most uh untapped potential we had with Bray Wyatt, I felt like was the Wyatt family variation of Bray, Randy, and Luke Harper. I felt like that could have been one of the most dominant factions we ever had. 
just and the chemistry they had as tag team champions. We saw how much they cooked in Survivor Series when they were so cool. They were so they fucking were so yes, bad. yes. And remember, hey, 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 hey. That's the fact that Luke Harper always held both of them. And it was yes, just bro. Just imagine and, we hey, had hey. them versus the Usos. Man, oh. man, and, and remember, bro, remember how over Luke Harper was going into WrestleMania. He bro. was stupidly over. He was, like, he that should have been a triple threat. Picture. He was yes, bro. Threat. It should have been, been a triple threat. It should have been a triple I don't know why AJ was in there for so long. He's going to get the fuck out. Yeah, bro. Like, move. Thing. You got Shane, bro. Go bro, get Shane's fake-ass punches. Yeah, Shane was kicking your ass in Mania. But I feel like that group had so much potential. Just like they were all great storytellers, all good in the ring. They were all like, they just, they were just perfect for each other. Can we talk about that for a second too? Because ultimately it ended up being a tool for getting Randy over or whatever. No, it made me sad, bro. We only had him a couple months. Who could have seen Bray and Randy partnering up? Like, who saw that coming? Crazy. Nobody yeah, did. No. Just and, then, and then the fact bro, that, in that again, fashion, Luke Randy Harper just... wasn't messing with it at the start. Bro, right? bro like, I don't care. <laughs> look at that. I'm like, bro. They will cost each other matches and shit. I don't care what new moves the Street Profits come up with. I don't care what the Young Bucks are doing. The Sister Abigail into the RKO was one of Ooh. the coolest things I've ever seen in my fucking life. And that so is like cool. top five things I wish I could see again with Bray. Is Bray and Randy teaming up. And doing the sister Abigail into the RKO. Oh, oh my God. It was so cool. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Man, uh, man, let me, man, let me tell you, man. Like, in the fact how, like, we saw for the first time Randy being being the enforcer of the group, being a stone cold killer. Like, like Randy, like, it was all Bray Wyatt with the promos. And then him and Bray Wyatt just, like, having – Randy and Luke Harper on strings, like he, like they would do whatever, and it worked out so perfectly. I wish we got to see more of that because they really could have like ran some shit, man. Like, fuck. Unfortunately, we saw Randy win the Rumble, and immediately we were all like, "Oh well, that's the end of the watch." Oh, there it is. Oh, yep. There it is. <laughs> right. We got another. We got another super chat right here. Should well, real quick, real quick before you read that, you say you saw Randy win the Rumble, but it was like. Bray Wyatt didn't win that title till elimination. You're right. You're right. So it was actually, yeah. You're. It was a combination. Yeah. So, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah. then remember, after he won, we saw Randy give it up. We were like, oh, hold up! Like Randy actually, I, I I just very underrated the way they told that story. Yeah. I think like him giving it up, like I genuinely didn't expect. That. I was like, I wish if that's if that was the plan all along. I just wish they would have put Randy in the group sooner. Yeah, so we could get yeah. more out yeah. of it, bro. Yeah. It, they were just so good in the ring yeah. together too. It was just so fun. Yep. Like fuck, man. Like, can you imagine? Oh man, rest in peace, Brody Lee. Man, rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. But man, that that group versus the Bloodline would have fucking killed so much <laughs> shit, bro. Oh my god, I can't. All right, you know what? Fuck you, Death. I hate you, man. We can't get what we want now. Um, let's get to the super chat. So, what's one Wyatt moment that you didn't like at first, but then came around to? I hated the Fiend at first, but to this day, it's my favorite wrestling creation. Uh, let's let's start off with Jade. Let's start off with Jade. Jade. So mine is sort of the same. I remember the first time I saw the Mister Rogers, I was like, "Oh well, he's he's been back for a day, and they've already ruined him, right?" Um, (laughs) Damn. But the more I watched it, and the more I saw his face start to turn, and the more I saw him lose patience with Rambling Rabbit, right? Um, and it obviously didn't take didn't take long for me to get hooked but you can ask my girlfriend i don't know if she remembers but 
we were sitting there watching Raw the first night that we saw that the puppet uh, come out of the box. And I just turned to her and I said, we're fucked. We're fucked. Bray Wyatt can't have anything. We can't have nice things. They hate Bray Wyatt, obviously. But then I start learning that, that, that it's all his creation. And, and I start noticing the slow turns in the character. I didn't hate The Fiend at all. From the moment I saw The Fiend, I was hooked. But before I knew The Fiend was a thing, I hated Funhouse Bray. Absolutely hated it for the first couple of episodes. It took a few episodes for me to really buy into it. But I bought into it 100%. So let's go with X. Jay took mine, bro. I wasn't like I <laughs> I wasn't feeling it at first, but I was like, what is this, man? Like they really got Bray talking to puppets, bro. But then, like Jade said, you you just pay attention a little more and you realize, ah, I see. And then again, when I found out that that's what he wanted to do, it's like, oh, I mean, can't really be upset about it. But yeah, I wasn't feeling it at first, but the little things, and then the Vince puppet kind of kind of sold it for me too. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nate, Nate, why you look like the Kobe meme though? <laughs> nah, it's it's ironic. I really can't think of any because I enjoyed the the Mister Rogers. Like when he came out, I was like, oh hell yeah! Because remember, bro, Raw was in the dirt, bro. That Raw shit was, was It was so no. bad. And I saw Bray. I was like, hey, I'll take whatever I can get. Bro. This is different, and he's killing it. And so like that happened, and I was like, cool. But like when he was like, I think the worst period of time for Bray was like 2015. Like that, he wasn't doing nothing. Like he was just rambling on. And I can't really say like, oh, he turned around because like it really nothing really happened until SmackDown Live happened. So yeah, that was I didn't like that 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 part of Bray's career. And then like I said, the last thing he did, I'm not I wasn't the biggest fan. Maybe if it would have went in the direction that it was intended to go, I probably would have been like, oh my god, like he is cooking but like i i do wish that he got more time to cook because he didn't get on wrestlemania he didn't we didn't get to see where this was going and i'm all for especially when it comes to bray Wyatt. i'm all for being proved wrong i'm all for like all right i was wrong you cooked but i really don't have a thing where i was like ah this sucked because like when it sucked it sucked and it wasn't his fault it it wasn't his fault like it like he like he couldn't do anything about it and then when he was cooking there's one thing that I that I I'm sorry, I I just can never get over, bro. The Mania match with with Randy. I'm oh, sorry. The, God, the, the, the worms. If I that that's probably the only thing out of his whole career I just couldn't. Oh fuck. I, I found yeah. it so cheesy. It it just some people actually some people like it, but for me that's the only thing. But everything else, nah. I just well, I, I mean, we we'd be remiss not to discuss the downs, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Let's not sit here and pretend like Bray's career was perfect. Obviously. There were a lot of down. I I always, always come back to The Fiend had all this momentum. He was being played perfectly. They were doing all the right things. And then suddenly they decided now is the time he needs to be fighting for the Universal Championship. Yeah, that was terrible. That was was a terrible decision. That that was never going to go anywhere good. And then luckily they course corrected a little bit and they realized we fucked up. We need to get the title on The Fiend now. Mm. And they did it in Saudi Arabia of all places. But there was just, from that point forward, there was something missing with The Fiend because that Hell in a Cell match honestly rubbed off a little bit of his invincibility that we felt like he had. Um, I I still think there were a lot of good things that happened with The Fiend character through the pandemic and beyond. Um, After that, I don't think it was dead in the water. I still enjoyed a lot of it. 
but I feel like they pulled the trigger way too early because they wanted to move merchandise. Yeah. Um, and if they had waited two more months on Seth versus Bray and then had Bray win that first opportunity, everything would have been right as rain. But but I always go back to that. That's one of the biggest I, things. I say for and, me before I say my answer. Oh, go ahead, X. No, I was just going to say, I just remembered how cool it was. Like when he won the universal title and he went to SmackDown and they did a little change. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm That's not the cool. biggest fan of the Fiend belt, but looking back at how dope it looked that he had it around his neck and like, I appreciate it a little more. Remember when he had the Fiend title? Yeah. Man, I'll say for me, the, the woman I didn't like at first, I was a kid around this time, man. Before y'all jumped on my I was a kid, bro. I was mad as fuck when Daniel Bryan joined the Wyatt family. I was like, bro, what the fuck is this shit, bro? I said, I'm never cheering for you again. I'm never cheering for you again, bro. And then he started kicking Bray Wyatt's ass. I said, yeah, I like this now. But I said, that's for you. You know what's so crazy? I'm actually on the opposite end. So I don't really have something that I didn't like that I – I actually have stuff that I liked at first that, like, I went back at it. I was like, oh, okay, maybe that wasn't that good. Speaking of, Daniel Bryan and the Wyatt family. I, I actually like that. I, I actually, I was like, oh, this is different. This is interesting. I was like, I, I can rock with this. So, like, he kind of like looking back and it's like, but like, I know why Daniel Bryan yeah. in the Wild <laughs> Fam. Like, when you could go back and look at the reasons why, it's like, okay, maybe I don't. Like yeah. That. Yeah. But yeah. at the time, I'm like, hmm, like, like, I low key thought it should have lasted longer. Like they, he was in the Wyatt family for like what a month and a half, two months. It's even it, that. Was kind of, it was it was kind of quick. Jeez, yeah, yeah. Like, I thought I thought if I, I just thought he matched so well because they all had them long ass beards. Beard, you know? yeah. I, was like, oh, I was like, I was like, if you're gonna do it, go full force with it. Like do it for a couple months. Yeah. But again, you go back, you see why they did it. You know, you see what I the thought politics that, were behind it. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But even even with the politics, I thought that the Daniel Bryan stuff actually added a lot added to the Bray Wyatt character yeah. because it, it made you think like if I ever get caught by Bray, he's gonna turn me into one of his zombies. He just took one of the most strong-willed, strong-minded mm-hmm. guys in the company and he turned him into a zombie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen um clips of the vignettes or images, but there was actually before it was just Bray Luke and uh Eric Rowan. There was actually a larger version at first of the Wyatt family, and Wyatt was going to be much more of a Charles Manson figure. Like I've seen images of he's he's in a, a rocking chair in the dark. It was like a vignette that was canceled, I think. He's in a rocking chair in the dark, and Summer Ray of all people like crawls up to his leg and is like hugging on his leg. And then Eli, this was before Eric Rowan. Eli Cottonwood walks in behind him and puts a hand on his shoulder. And then Luke Harper walks in behind him and kneels down to him. Like it was going to be a bigger group and Bray was going to be much more of a controlling Charles Manson figure. And I feel like even though, again, to this point, we know what the politics were behind it. Daniel Bryan being abducted and then brainwashed and turned, I think, could have done a lot for the Bray character. Now, ultimately, the crowd kept cheering. They kept yesing, and and Vince said, "Oh my God, we have to we have to go back now. This isn't working." Um, but I think if he had stayed in it for a while, if the yes movement had died, to, uh, which is what Vince wanted, if that had killed the yes movement, and Daniel Bryan stuck with it, it could have done wonders for Bray's career going forward because I think it added a lot to his character. G, just because I like making G sad, G. 
Where you at? Yeah, I'm here. I'm I'm right. You know, here. You, know what, you know what? You know what? You know what? One on one feud we could have had that could have slapped. Don't you? Don't you? Don't you say don't, it? Don't. Bray Wyatt versus it. Samoa Joe. No oh, man. Hey. Bray hey, Wyatt versus what, Samoa what, Joe. What, what does Biggie say? What did Biggie say? They never Biggie had a one-on-one -on -one match. They only was they was only in that fatal five way. Two big meaty men slapping me. G baby. That's what I see. That's all I see. G That's gonna find his pillow tonight. <laughs> About that. I mean, I mean, they mentioned it too, but like the fact that we it's never did get the fiend yeah. versus uh the fiend versus the demon when the demon yeah, was actually bro. credible. Yes. Like yeah, I don't know how they fumbled that back. They literally feuded. They literally feuded. You feel me? Like look at that G you see they say this mojo in the five five would have been so underrated, bro. Hey, okay. yeah. I, I could just see an image of great balls of fire going across the screen. I don't Samoa know what Joe I don't I don't know what Bray Wyatt and Goldberg match you guys are talking about, but they never faced off. So I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Y'all keep putting in the chat. That match never happened. Mm -hmm. Bro, that's just like, just like, like, just they, like they Shawn Michaels, just like Shawn Michaels didn't return. We're not, we're not talking about just like Shawn Michaels didn't return, right? Nah, no. Nah, what are you talking, talking about? about? He never did. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about? You don't know what I'm talking nah. about? Liz? No. You don't want me to show you what I'm talking about? I can, I can remind you. About no? Nah, bro. Nah, nah, man, it's about Bray. Man. Remind Marshall's you about what? Man. Remind you about what? About, that even Omos is sad about Bray Wyatt passing away? Is that what we do? Or this? I oh. got this. I got power. That's too. a deep fake. That's a deep fake. I don't know what that is. That's a deep fake. I don't know what that was. That man. was that was. G, G, I, G, I never seen that. G, before. stop swearing. You're showing nudity on screen. I don't like that, bro. Stop it, bro. It's yeah, that's crazy. I don't like that. I feel like that was a deep fake. I got power too, asshole. No, I'm playing. I but nah, man. I mean, I think overall, man. I just hate when we're talking about happy moments with Brain, then we just go back to the reality that you're not here. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I think for me, seeing SmackDown, because I didn't know what it was going to be. I knew they were changing stuff. I knew it was going to be a tribute show, but I didn't know what it was going to be. Yeah. So watching SmackDown, I was like, okay. Given that they just got this news, I saw it too. I saw it too. It's Sir Dakota. Um, the fact that you know they got the proper send off, we got the moments, the QR codes, like just just all the best moments from him. I think that yes. was really, and and the fact that they took like the old footage from like from the start too. I genuinely like that, and that just reminds me, like, okay. <clears throat> Y'all knew, like, it's kind of like, I don't want to, like, get vengeful or, like, seem like I'm being bitter, but it's like, okay, so y'all knew what y'all had. It's like, y'all mm -hmm. knew y'all had something special. Yeah. They don't they do not do that type of stuff right. for yeah. people they don't like. Like, no no disrespect to on Terry Funk, you know, RIP to him, obviously condolences for family, too. But, unfortunately, Terry Funk wasn't viewed the way... Bray Wyatt's view, like especially in the younger audience, obviously, mm -hmm. they don't do stuff like that for yeah. people they feel are just you know kind of whatever. Like they knew he was special, so it's just sometimes I just get frustrated because it's like, nah, how do y'all have? That, G. Nah, I feel you on that, G. Because during the the tribute, I was like, they really like they were yeah. showing certain parts, and I'm like, they really fucked that up. 
They really fucked that up, bro. They had that, and I'm like, so I feel what you're saying, bro. It it, it was just yeah. like, you, like it's too late. Like now, y'all want to know what y'all had? It's like, and it was right there. With with yeah. Bray with Bray Wyatt, man, I feel like most of his career, they saw him nothing as like somebody that can just elevate elite people like even more. And then it's like y'all said, bro, too 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 late, bro. They realized, fuck. We really, we really had some. Yeah, I mean, shit, shit's terrible, man. Shit is really terrible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the tribute video. I'll take videos I can never watch a second time for two hundred, Alex. Um. I just want to call out. I think I watched know, it three times. Their, people, people have their views on this episode of SmackDown. The the Terry Funk of it all. Here, here's my. And again, Terry Funk bad. is is a legend. Terry Funk is a legend in the wrestling industry, and it sucks that he's gone. But Obviously, we we could we were all kind of prepared for it. Like you can never be a hundred percent prepared, right? But but when someone reaches that age as a wrestler with that much wear and tear on their body, right, and and they die like that, um, Bob Barker just passed away, and he was ninety nine. And I grew up with Bob Barker watching him every morning. I used to watch The Price Is Right every morning, um, and I loved it. It was it's my favorite game show of all time. But when the news came out that he passed away, I didn't have the same emotional, visceral reaction that I did to Bray Wyndham because he was 99 years old, right? So it was he, it was he, a situation. He, he lived where a good life. He lived he a did. long, healthy good life, life. Yeah. a prosperous life. And and Bray is different, right? Because it, it it was so sudden, and there was so much still to do. And Terry Funk is the same way. Um, this was just at a house show, man. Santos and, and Ray pulling yeah, up a great nah, Let it shine. Y'all seen Seth's thing at the last Yeah, he did, his little, yeah. He did, yeah, he did it. Yeah, he did You see, I know I know we, this show is about Bray Wyatt, but you had like you had a great chance to to split the tribute so evenly. Like that Terry Funk match was so disrespectful to Terry Funk. Don't everybody everybody was coming at me saying, Oh well, well, that city they don't appreciate hard. So why do it? Why call it that? My point is Terry Funk was literally from Texas. You could have just called that a Terry Funk Texas tornado match, and it would have had the same impact. With the table, like, bro. It's to it's to the point where they did the little ladder thing with Butch. Yeah, yeah. And really they didn't have All ladder? they wanted was, and nobody in the crowd cared because all they wanted was oh, chairs and, and tables. And I forgot who said this. I, I think one of our boys in the brotherhood. It, it, it's so sad because you always hear that Terry Funk ain't wear no mouthpiece. The fact that Butch ain't take that mouthpiece off that was a that would have been that would have sealed it for me if it wasn't hardcore. Like, he, like bro, how nice, dare right? you? I know this is this episode is about Bray Wyatt, but how dare y'all have the guts to have have fucking Cody come out and be like Texas tornado? Nah, nah. What's crazy? And just I not, told, and I told, not, not, I told my girl this. What's crazy? I don't know if y'all peeped it. But I'm pretty sure in that promo that again, this is about Bray Wyatt, but we talking Terry Funk, and I just want to show you how crazy life is. Didn't Cody bring up the fact that his mother wasn't impressed with Brock because he saw his father and Terry Funk fight each other? And it's just crazy how a week later. I don't know if y'all remember that promo because again, oh, yeah, I, I, Cody, I don't, I don't, I don't, Cody, 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 it, it was Cody. it was the one the one where he was like, you know who wasn't impressed, Brock. 
my mother. Cody you know why? Because my mother, my mother was around my father fighting Terry Funk. And then I'm right. like, bro, and a week later. Bro, he, bro, Cody life is crazy, high, man. Bro, Cody speaks in hieroglyphics, bro. He says super catcher, fragilistic, espialidocious, bro. That's what he says in his promos, and I just be lost. Chill, 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 chill. He don't say that. He can't even say that. Doctor, doctor, I'm glad Nate caught it. Doctor, a children's book. My father be so proud. All right, anyway. But back on Bray, was I the only one when they ended the show and they showed Bray? That thought that was someone actually in the ring. I thought, bro. Yeah, yeah. That angle, that that camera work was that was transition great. was so beautiful. Yeah, that was because I'm like, I'm like, hold up, I'm like, whoa, whoa. WWE. I thought it yeah. was gonna be Bo. Is what I thought. I thought that, that's that what I thought too. After a second, I'm like, oh, yeah. I thought it was either Bo or a hologram. I was like, what the fuck? But that transition was nasty, though. I I, I get it to him. I was like, okay, that was that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was expecting them to close with his laugh. If they would have brought his laugh as they faded to black, I would have freaking cried, bro. I would've the cried. one that they did like after the fiend would come out. Yes, bro. I thought they were gonna do that. I was about to, I was ready to break down. Or, or if they that. ended it, or obviously it would have been hard to do. But if they could have ended it with the run and then the lantern just go off. Oh. Obviously, I was saying it the whole time. I'm like, please turn it off. But I'm like, I don't think that's kind of possible. But right. yeah, you know, yeah. I, like run. And then, oh, yeah, that means, yeah. But the uh, whole show, God fucking damn it, Bray. God damn it. The whole bro. show was perfect. I, I loved how LA Knight and Finn Balor were. I'm sorry. I saw Finn Balor, and for the first time, I ain't think, well, there goes the draft. The draft means nothing. Right. Because I knew <laughs> yeah, the meaning yeah, behind it. Yeah. And then yeah, also, also to a side note, oh, I'm sorry. Also, oh, to a side note, no, 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 I, see, I see, uh, I've seen some people talk about it on TikTok and Twitter. I get it's jokes. I get people love to call Finn Balor Pin Balor. Bro, this is this is a different kind of this is a different kind of episode. Like yeah. you guys are focusing yeah. on the wrong things. Yeah. yeah. Like if you if you're watching that show and one of the comments you want to make is oh Pin Balor LOL, bro. Come on now, gang. Like yeah, the yeah, result of the show was not the point of the show. No. Yeah, like yeah, this yeah. was this was a special episode, like like even though this is very much a side note, but I just wanted to let it sink in. This episode was so special. I think this is the first episode in three years that didn't have any type of inclination of the bloodline. Like not a single, yeah. not a single speck of the bloodline was on it. I mean, if you if you look in the background, Jimmy was there. Fucking go the being technical. No, he was, I mean, no, but he wasn't. But he wasn't part of. It. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was there. He was supposed to be there anyway. But he was there for the. Yeah, he was supposed he, to be there had, anyway. But yeah. he had no. They had no um, segments. Like not even Paul Heyman. They had no segments. Paul Heyman was. They moved was, everything to next. And that's and yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like like yeah. the fact that they like you know they literally specifically just decided to make it a Bray Wyatt will slash Terry Funk tribute show. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not. I, when I say this, I don't mean it to say it as a, like a downplay, but it's a non-canon show that they decided we're gonna use this to highlight a beloved member of our WWE family. Yeah. Like literally, the only story they progressed was the Austin Grayson Waller stuff. That was it. Everything else yeah. was just kind of there. Yeah. Speaking of people that were in attendance, I went into that show. I, I had a good cry right before. I took a deep breath and I was like, I'm gonna try to be strong. But when they panned across and I saw Braun and, and Eric Rowan yeah, standing dude. there, that yeah, my, my, guys, my, my I just thing. want to 
the, the thing is, real quick, real quick, real quick. Eric Rowan, man, like, I can't imagine, like, obviously, Bray's family is first and foremost, right? But Eric Rowan has lost, by all by all accounts, his two best friends in the world in the past two and a half years. I would love a wife. And, and, and to just hop on that, I just want to say we we all shit on both companies on our own time, but shout out to WWE and AEW for letting that man be on both tribute shows. Yeah. With dude, no yeah. contract, no nothing. Like I, I really respect him for that because when I saw when I saw him on WWE, I was like but the they, picture they that right, gets bro. me is Braun Strowman and Eric Rowe with their heads together. Dude, nah, that's I, 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 I stood strong the whole tribute until it's they like, showed the picture of of Bray guys. We had in two the title tribute, belt, bro. We had two tribute shows this year. Right. I I am praying that the that Bray Wyatt is the last one for the last, Yeah, yeah. Jay Briscoe and Bray Wyatt. That's so. We don't. We don't. Yeah. We don't need to lose any more legends in the industry. Like, like, and let know. this be. And, and and for the fans who. Swear they know everything. Also, shout the out, Let this be a lesson F- that you don't. Shout out FTR, bro. Wearing the Brody Lee, Briscoe, and Wyatt and, and Wyatt bands. No, they had all three. Come on, and yes, that, dude, which is like they they had it on their respective sides. They had Brody yeah. and Bray together, and then man, and which Briscoe, is like yeah. damn, dude. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, actually, all three. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I said what I had. You was talking. Oh, says something about oh, now you fans. don't want to talk. Now you don't want to talk because I interrupt. No, <laughs> yeah, because you heard my feelings, bro. The thing I'll call out is, no. and again, going back to my my TikTok video and how visceral and, and emotional I was. It, it wasn't it wasn't Bray as a performer. It was uh, it was a number of factors for me. There was a lot that I connected with with Wyndham Rotunda Bray Wyatt on. Um, he was three years older than me. We had kids pretty much the same age. Um, he lost someone who was like a brother to him a month before I, I lost my real brother. Um, we were kind of dealing with that at the same time. Um, I kind of lived vicariously through Bray. And when he got released from WWE, it was like a piece of me went went with him. Like, and then when he came back, it was like that piece of me came back. And then now he's gone again. Um, and it's that it's that connection, and it's that that feeling of when 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 Wyndham Rotunda is is on my TV and when he's being creative, because I'm a creative dude. I, I've been, I was in bands for five years. I was never able to make music work as a career. I've been making YouTube videos sporadically since 2009. I was never able to make that work, and then TikTok was the one thing that ended up working for me at some point, but. When I can't be creative, I feel this this swell of want and of need inside of me that is about to blow my chest wide open. And so to, to see someone like Bray, who's able to take his ideas and, and put them to paper and put in the work to make them succeed, not just throw it out and have someone else make it succeed, but to go out and be able to put the work in. And, and, and make it work. Like, to come hell or high water, damn what anyone else thinks, damn if Vince thinks this is going to work. I'm going to go out there in a red sweater. I'm going to act like Mr. Rogers, and I'm going to start attacking people with a serial killer clown mask on. And it's going to work because I'm brave fucking Wyatt. And that's the kind of confidence, and that's the kind of creative 
responsibility because I feel like anyone who is creative in any way, you have a responsibility upon yourself to somehow share that with the world. Because if you're not, again, that's a need for yourself that you're not fulfilling, but then B, that's something that you can put out into the world for others to enjoy. So you have a responsibility to yourself and you have a responsibility for the people who may enjoy that content, whatever it is, drawing, music, acting, social media content, whatever, to put it out there. And Bray put everything out there. Bray was what I aspired to be creatively. And then you throw in the fact that we both lost brothers at the same time and we both have kids at the same age and he's three years older than me. And that's when everything just came pouring out for me. And so I connect with Bray and I connect with Eric Rowan because Eric Rowan has now lost two brothers in the span of two and a half years. And Amanda Huber lost her husband and then lost maybe her closest friend and confidant after that happened. So there are a lot of people that are being negatively impacted by this. And my connection to Bray was as a creator, but also as a family man, because we had a lot of things in common. And so every, every time I see, and I'm just getting it all out now. um, Every time I see a post from someone, it's almost like I have to relive the news again. Yep. And so this is going to take a while for all of us to get over because yes. every day that you wake up, it's like a fresh reminder. Bray is not here anymore. And I'm angry and I'm, I'm, I'm sad beyond belief, but I have to wake up and go to work tomorrow. Axel has to wake up and go to work tomorrow. We all have to wake up and go to work tomorrow. We have things we have to do people we have to take care of but then in the back of your mind there's always this person that you aspire to be that is just not there to aspire to anymore yeah listen how long kobe been gone and i still can't believe it so yeah, Bray's gonna still you know. be there because it took me then, a while to finally kobe get over seeing bray Wyatt has been kobe released should be writing books kobe should be opening charitable efforts. He should be opening schools. Like that's a great example. Kobe should be doing so much right now. And he's just not. Also classy, classy move by impact wrestling. They did a 10 bell salute for them. Shout out. Amazing. And then also too, shout out to Goku because he said it in the comments, house of black with the lantern. But when they came out, I was like, okay. Yeah, we wow. were all so we're we're all praising Bray Wyatt, but I I think we even underrated how big of a superstar he actually was. Like, no, seriously. Now now it's really opening everybody's eyes that this man was literally box office, bro. Like with the amount of companies that it's affecting, just the reactions that he was getting. Like this man was like box office that WWE treated like in booking wise horribly for a while, bro. It's just that 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 saying you don't know you don't know what you got till it's gone, man. Yeah, man. man. <laughs> Fuck, bro. I know. It's it's crazy. But um, but yeah, you, y'all got any more Bray Wyatt moments y'all want to touch on? I mean, this is supposed to be a celebration. 
you know. Right. He, he is gone, but he is not forgotten. So if anybody got any. Yeah, just shout out. I will say there, there are, in my opinion, there are four people who carried, who put WWE on their backs and carried them through the pandemic era. And I'm talking specifically about pre-Thunderdome because once, once the Thunderdome was introduced, there was a little bit of normalcy, right? You got to see faces on the screen. They started the can noises. So there was a little bit of normalcy there. But I'm talking specifically for that period from right before Mania to the last episode before the Thunderdome. There are four people that carry WWE. Asuka, Bailey, Drew, and Bray. Because Bray was really the first person to introduce that concept of a... Well, uh, the word is escaping me suddenly. The, the cinematic match, right. because from the introduction of the Funhouse that same weekend, we also got the Graveyard match. We got the greatest match of all time, which that was, in my opinion, more of a cinematic than an actual match. The greatest match of all time between Edge and Orton, in my opinion, that was that was nothing but a finisher match, man. Right, right. It really was with like uh, Howard had, special special guest appearance from Howard Finkel. Yeah, you had Gargano and Ciampa. What did they call theirs? The the end of the story. What was it? The end of the story or what? One Some, final beat. One, one final, final beat. beat. Yeah. You had one final beat, and then you had the Bray Braun stuff in the swamp, which I, as as quirky as it was, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Um, yeah, that's wild. So so Bray introduced the concept of the cinematic match, and I'm actually a little bit disappointed that WWE didn't keep doing cinematic matches even after the crowd came back. Yeah, I, was I think they, I think they done, had but... a real winner there, especially if they could have live people there in the crowd watching it on the screen and reacting to it, right? Um, right. So I, the, everything that he did as The Fiend, I mean, you think about even if his matches weren't great, and I've said this, I, I've said this before he passed away, and I want to be consistent with that, right? Bray's wrestling ability was never that of a Drew or a Seth or whoever you want to name, right? But you think about all of the cool moments that Bray had during that pandemic area era. He even made retribution seem cool for one moment when the fiend came out and then retribution surrounded him and was about to attack the fiend, like, oh shit, they're about to do it. Um the thing with with Alexa Bliss, everything with Randy Orton, um, Bray drugged the company along, kicking and screaming, and showed that there are ways creatively to get around crowds not being there. And so I think Bray deserves a lot of credit and a lot of recognition for what he did for the company during that period. I I just like I said it in the chat before. Like I just don't like the idea. That we just gotta move forward in life, knowing that he's never gonna walk out them curtains again, knowing that we won't we won't have his presence again. I just I just don't. I, you uh, know what I'm saying I, I'm not I'm not the best person to grasp death, but I just can't. I just I can't feel you on that because that, I've been I was waiting for his return, bro, and I'm never gonna get it. We'll, we'll never get it again, man. And what I'm what I'm so happy about is like. Is I don't want to turn this into a WWE basketball session, but and, even though WWE booked him so poorly for a while, like I'm so glad when he returned, he got like just that that reaction, that extreme rules, knowing that 
People still love him. People adore him. People, we've been waiting for him. We were Bring, following him. We Bring, wanted bring it up again. What, what, what Top Dollar say about the little voice thing that everybody has so they can hear what they say? And motherfuckers still couldn't hear what yeah, Bray said? WWE, yeah, WWE, <laughs> yeah. Top Dollar went on Twitter and like... Oh yeah, he told it. He told us. He told us to us when we linked up with him. Like WWE has like some of the best cameras in the world, and their cameras they have built-in microphones where if you talk into the camera, it blocks out the outer noise. It's like noise canceling, so that when they speak into the camera, you can hear them. Like Roman when he did the, I'm like I'm heads and shoulders above everybody. You heard that, right? But mm -hmm. he said, but the arena was so loud that yeah, you couldn't hear what Bray Wyatt was saying because that's how loud it was when he came out. And I don't know I about that. Know I, I don't know. I, I don't know about. I don't know about any anybody else. But like, I've never seen. Anybody I want to touch on that, that too. Like, Bray Bray was just such a giving person, bro. Like, yeah. be, being doing that stuff with Hit Row. Like nobody else was ever going to do that. He he just always tried to put somebody over. Like he always wanted to help the other person on the other side, bro. And I'll also say I didn't anticipate Hit Row to have Top Dollar specifically to have such an emotional reaction. I didn't. Oh, oh, oh! You want to know we're, something? We're Jay? learning. Bray Wyatt so was much. the biggest fan of Hit Row. Yeah, that's he, what I'm he, learning, and, and we're learning from a lot of people of <clears> the, <throat> the kind of things that Bray did for them backstage, yeah. and the kind not and and it's not just you know you we hear from everyone who talks about him the smile and the hug, but professionally what he did for people helping them out in the Zelina Vega right Bray called mm -hmm. me out at my tryout and Bray Bray got my foot in the door um yeah you're just you're learning about all these ways that Bray helped the business and so it, it sucks that he had to be taken from us for us to really start to comprehend how much of a positive influence he was on the wrestling business you Bro, just no don't. Disrespect. You, you no, just, no, you just, no disrespect. Don't nobody give a shit that it was Vince's birthday. Not a single person. Yeah, I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. One you step. Know, man, listen. It's a, it's a like it's just the fact that we we had the privilege to watch a generational mind in the wrestling business, mm -hmm. and then we had the honor of privilege to watch it for damn near a decade, and. And I, like I, like I said, it's just, it's just hard shit. for me to grasp, man. It's hard for me to grasp that we just won't see him again. Like it's, I'm waiting for him to be like, all right, he's dead, but he's going to show up next week. Bro, it's fucking Bray Wyatt. No, he's yeah, gone, bro. He's gone. really fucking gone, bro. I ne I'll never, I just can't I can't wrap my head around it. Like I'm over here thinking it's Bray Wyatt. This motherfucker got set on fire. This motherfucker got his ass kicked by Dean Ambrose a couple times. This motherfucker got his ass beat by Cena. He got his ass beat by Brian. But he's going to come back next week like he usually does. But he's not. That's what, that's what hurts. He's not. He ain't coming back. That's, that's what hurts. We will never see him again. That's that's what. It... Yeah, Biggie. Him and Biggie were close. Why do you think Biggie was the one to impersonate him during the Biggie is... <laughs> during their during their little Bray Wyatt feud? <laughs> he was one of the first people I thought of when I started thinking about wrestlers that were going to be. Yeah, Biggie used to talk about Bray all the time on Twitter about how good mine, he was and about how much he helped him. Wrestlers are just like mine us. was. Fans, mine was man. Randy, bro. Mine was Randy. I really wrestlers, hope somebody checking on that, man. Wrestlers are just like us, bro. Like they're fans. Like when they're not, like, when they're not in the ring performing, they watch it just like us. They're fans, yo. 
Beef, I was worried about Beef Fab because she that's that's her favorite wrestler too. Like, and, and, and that's what I was gonna say. Like when we linked up with them, like they told us one time they were all, they were in the ring rehearsing and stuff, and Bray's literally at the top of the entrance ramp and literally sent like the "I love you" symbol to. Yeah, them. Like, he said he, he was said, a legit fan of Hit Row, and like that's that's why that's I wasn't amazing. surprised like to see Top Dollar because like I, I told him I was like I tell everybody that. Like the fact that Bray, y'all could be mad all y'all want. Bray Wyatt likes them. <laughs> Bray Wyatt was a fan. The most, the most <laughs> selfless person, like probably this generation, man, of putting yeah. people over and still finding a way to reinvent himself to make himself re relevant to the product. Crazy, I'm glad man. Top Dollar got that moment too, man. Such a shame yeah. he never made a man of the mania either, man. Like yeah. he had so much shit, man. But uh, I will, I will say this, Lewis, when you said you forget wrestlers are fans too, we forget they're human. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I remember during the Royal Rumble documentary. I had surgery uh, five times in my left. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Man, I'm trying to be I'm, I'm trying to be sorry. fucking emotional and you make fucking jokes. I'm sorry. I'm so, nah, it's, but it's sad. I had a, I was, it was fucking fruit. sad though. No, but, nah, but um I just remember watching the um Royal Rumble documentary. I think this was 2021. And I remember the new day were paying tribute to Brody Lee and Fuck this moment. Woods just he looks in the camera and he just goes, I miss my friend. And he just fucking breaks down. I'm like, fuck. Like, these people are human. Like, these people were friends. Like, like how we're friends, like how we're close, like how we know each other. Like, and it's just like these people just missed their friend. And it's just I could I can't think about how depressed even, he probably was from Brody Lee. Even, even for Seth, bro. Like I know Seth wanted to come so bad to the SmackDown, but then when he said the conversation about what happened with Brody and Bray told him just hug your kids, he knew that Bray would rather have him at home hugging his daughter, hugging his we, wife. We we know Alexa Bliss like, wanted to go, but traveling issues, man. Issues, like, yeah. Every there's I, I, a lot I, of people that wanted to go, man. I like, pray to God she she's there tomorrow, bro. She did, man. Oh fuck! Today's Sunday. Tomorrow's Monday. What the fuck, man? Oh, I just, I just, I just want to say, I feel like overall, um, I feel like, uh, you know, obviously we never want to see guys go, um, especially early, especially when they had a lot more life left in them. But I specifically didn't make any more videos after I made my. So I made I made like my reaction to the news like immediate, and then I posted uh, one of my first uh, when I first kind of started getting into the wrestling TikTok world. I, at first, I was just posting like best WWE moments. One of the first ones I ever posted was the Fiend debut. I went back and I just reposted that video. No best moment, just posted that video, and I said I was I pretty much was gonna make another video till after this show. One thing that I love that I love that I'm seeing right now because we don't get to see it often. I'm glad that we were able to see how appreciated he actually was, as opposed to them mm -hmm. appreciating him after he's gone. I think what we were able to see is we all pretty much can see whether it's on TikTok, the wrestlers themselves, he was appreciated, and we all knew what he was capable of, and we all recognized you know how wonderful not uh, of a performer of a character of a person he was and it's just sad to see him go i'm glad that 
he was a, like y'all was there for. I'm glad he was able to get that return, and the crowd go crazy, like breaking my TV speakers type crazy. I'm glad that we were able to. He was able to get that moment of okay, people care. Or there was no what if about his return. Just there was no what ifs. Every he people cared. We were hyped. We were ready. And I'm glad everybody was able to appreciate him before he passed. Even even the people that he's inspired, like when we saw Brody Lee go to AEW, like we felt Bray Wyatt. Like there was like a Bray Wyatt flavor type because you learned a lot from Bray. When you look at Karen Cross, there's Karen, there's there's Bray Wyatt flick as Karen Cross has openly admitted that he he takes a lot of shit from Bray. You got Joe Gacy in NXT who looked up to Bray, who worked with Bray a lot. Like Bray Wyatt was like sharing out, spitting out some game to, to help. Like, this is why I say, man, one of the most selfless wrestlers ever because he wasn't afraid to share his ideas, wasn't afraid mm-hmm. to help people be a better version. This shit sucks. This shit fucking sucks, man. There's no other way to put it, bro. Man, fuck death. Fuck, man. Fuck everything, bro. Nah, fuck COVID. Like, also, yeah, like, truly, fuck, fuck truly, and, 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 and that's my thing. And that's my, and that's my, and that's my thing. Like, that, if he's back, shut the fuck up. That that's my thing. Like with death, sometimes it, it's always the did they go out peacefully? It it hurts me that he went out that way, bro. Fucking hard. No, nobody deserves to go out like that, and it really it really hurts me that that that's the way he had to go. Like he did, like it. This shit. It fucking sucks. There's no other way to put it. Like, like we, it, it fucking sucks, man. Like, and, and, and like I told, and like I told the chat earlier, it's crazy that that rumor came out that he was dealing with a life-threatening injury and all that, and everybody's still talking shit. And 13 days later, again, I'm gonna say it. Shut the fuck up. Y'all don't know nothing, bro. Y'all don't know a damn fucking thing. Because even when we came out that it was life-threatening, y'all still say, "Oh, it's not. It's just excuses." Shut, shut the fuck up, please. Man, we just it, it, it just fucking sucks, bro. It, it's also crazy because Jay, didn't you didn't you have him in our last draft too? No, that was me. That was now, me. Axel took. That, I that, wanted that, him really that, bad. That, that, yeah, that was me because I wanted him versus the three faces of Foley. That was me, and I made sure I picked up the Bludgeon Brothers too to have the Wyatt family. Because I'm still waiting for his waiting. return. I'm still waiting. It's like it's like it's like right now where we're dogs waiting at the window for our owner to come back and he's never coming back, bro. That's what fucking said. There's no other way to put it. I'm gonna give him saying there's no other there's no other way to put nah, it, bro. It, it, we're yeah, waiting, yeah. we're fans waiting. This motherfucker got set on fire. This motherfucker got put through tables and shit. He survived, he'll come back, and then it hits you. Is he's not coming back. Nah, of course I'm gonna say that, that. because people, because people forward, always bro. think that chat. They always think they know shit, chat. They always, it, it's always Vince. It's always Vince. Everything's always Vince, bro. They never realize that stuff happens. Like, and I hope y'all all feel like shit to know that he had COVID in January. That's why he wasn't on TV. That's why he didn't make Mania. That's why he never came back. Now he never on, will. And so. on top of that, I saw somebody in the chat earlier. You lucky I can't find your stupid ass. Y'all would have put your dumb ass on blast. But there was there was somebody in the chat talking about, man, I'm so glad Triple H got man, man, got his hands on the trivia because Vince don't know what he's doing. First of all, shut the fuck up. And second of all, stop acting like Vince don't know how to do a tribute. Yes, Vince is yes, Vince is an asshole. Yes, he's a dickhead. Yes, he's a bitch, but 
He's still human, and he and he puts he knows how to put on a fucking tribute. All right, he's done it before. He's a cold hearted. He's a cold hearted bastard. He's a cold hearted bastard. But he knows when it's time to do a tribute, it's time to do a tribute. All right, let's. This Bray Wyatt shit happened two days before SmackDown. I promise you, if it happened earlier in the week, it would have been an even bigger tribute. Trust, oh, but, definitely. But definitely. y'all gotta y'all gotta stop putting Vince on everything. Stop, like, stop, man, stop, stop, y'all fucking, <laughs> it, y'all it, annoying really shit, annoying. man. Tidy, oh, man. Bray Wyatt's not at Mania. That's cause that's cause Vince doesn't like him. Come on, man. You still think that? There's there's one big thing that you can learn from from anybody of this age dying so suddenly and that's just like Seth Rollins said hug your kids hug hug everyone hug every family. time you leave the house every time you leave the house tell them you love them every time you lay them down for bed at night tell them you love them because you don't know if you're gonna wake up and you don't know if you're gonna make it back to the house but there's two specific things that I, I hope a lot of people learn from this particular very devastating situation number one already been said guys I don't, I don't care if you're a commenter on one of our videos or if you're Sean Ross fucking Seth. No matter how many inside sources you have, no matter how much reporting you've done, no matter how much research you've done, no matter how many dirt sheets yes. you follow, you never know what somebody is going through. Point blank, lying in the sand, done. You don't. I don't care how sure your sources are, wrestling or not, celebrity or not, you don't know what somebody is going through. That's number one. Talk and number two, when something happens like this and it happens so suddenly, there's only so much that everyone can do to prepare for that. <laughs> so let, let's stop with the negativity about people who didn't show up for SmackDown. Let's stop assuming the worst. Let's stop assuming that because someone wasn't there, they didn't want to be there. Let's stop assuming every time something bad goes wrong that the world is on fire, Vince McMahon's back in control, et cetera, et cetera. This is a very sudden, out of nowhere, because again, we're, 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 we're talking about how he, he got COVID and, and that affected his heart and he had a heart attack. But before this happened, all in all, every report for, before that was that he was recovering. We didn't know what the illness was yet. We didn't know what the illness was until he passed away. But everybody from Sean Ross app to, to Meltzer, to everybody was saying he was going through an illness, but he's getting better now, and we expect him back any month now. That's the train that we were on with Ray, and we were just waiting. And then suddenly someone pulled the rug out from under us, and everybody felt that. Every random wrestling fan, every viral wrestling TikToker, every reporter, every podcaster was dealing with the fact that out of nowhere, Bray Wyatt is gone. Uh, and so absolutely. everyone's going to react to that differently, and that's okay. And it's okay to be upset, and it's okay to cry. It's also okay not to cry. That is fine. But... I am never going to teach my son if you feel like you need to cry, you better hold that shit in because you're a guy and people are going to think less of you. Or if someone passes away, if they weren't your best friend or if they weren't your brother, you're not allowed to mourn for them. Those aren't the lessons you should be taught. And if those were the lessons that you were taught, I honestly feel bad for you. I feel pity for you. 
that that's man. how you were raised and those are the beliefs that you were stuck with man man this shit nobody sucks, here man. has the right to tell anybody how to mourn anything Facts. Facts. at all miss Uzi on tiktok tell i don't give a fuck you see this you don't don't ever fucking try to tell people how to mourn again y'all fucked up that dude uh that pedophile yeah fuck you too don't tell people how to mourn listen i'm on demon time some of y'all be a little too fucking comfortable behind these screens. If I if I was there, I'd smack the shit out of y'all. Real shit. Cause it seems nah, like your parents it seems like your parents didn't teach any of y'all home training. But I, I, I told that dude, I was like, it, I, it, it, like it's okay bro, if you never got a hug. I, I understand but, it because you sound what, what like I, you never had a what hug. What I was gonna say is this shit hits me because you guys know I'm a wrestler, you know what I'm saying? Like let's just put that shit out there. I'm a wrestler. So this shit hits home because I train with a lot of people. A lot of people Bray's age or met a lot of people like Bray, but this this hits me to a quote Austin Theory said before he came in, um, before he came to WWE. When 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 Chris Van Vliet asked Austin Theory, why you go so hard? Like why like why are you like why are you rushing? And then you know Austin Theory said, you know, in this life there's people you know who have passed, and that's why I go so hard because I try to take what I can, and that really hits because a guy like Bray Wyatt who has so much to give can just be gone like that. Mm-hmm. And that puts into perspective with everybody. You don't know when you're gonna go. You don't no. know when. You don't know when when the man above is gonna call. You. you don't know what's gonna happen. And and what Bray Wyatt did, he made sure he gave everything to us in every promo, every 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 story, every match. He made sure he gave the whole fucking nine yards to us. This shit. This shit sucks, man. This shit is. I ain't got yeah. nothing else to say, bro. A lot of y'all should be ashamed of yourselves about how y'all handle this Bray Wyatt shit. Go fuck yourselves. Miss especially, Uchi, especially, dude, fuck both y'all. And I just want to speak on this too, because I thought I thought we all learned that we don't know everything when it came to the Keith Lee situation, but obviously, don't nobody learn nothing. No. If they want to keep that shit private, realize that that means something, and now we know what it meant. Bray didn't want us to worry. He didn't want us to be sad. He didn't want us. Waiting that, oh my goodness, what if he does? He didn't want that for us. Learn how to respect that. Like, yeah, and that's between him and his family. Those are literally the only people that need to know. Exactly. That's the only people. Like, I swear. We lost a lot of legends this year. Like, we lost the voice to Harley Quinn. We lost Bob Barker. We lost Kevin Conroy, Bray Wyatt, Jay Briscoe. We lost. So many legends this year. It's, it's honestly insane. I think we lost Betty White early this year, if I'm not mistaken. Say, yeah. Betty. I think we lost White. Betty this year. And she yeah. was so close to being 100. I know a lot of people wanted her to get that big one hundo. You know what I'm saying? It's, we lost a lot of people, bro. Yeah. Terry Funk. I'm sorry, Terry. I'm sorry. I should smack the shit out of Triple H for that shitty-ass match. Shit. Um, no, no. <laughs> I'll smack Cody. He announced it. Yeah, man, man, Cody, <laughs> Cody, Cody, you can get this work too. Start, start, start talking normal. Um, this, but this, this shit really, this shit really just does, does suck. Um, G, I know you've been yielding the floor, man, but we're almost out of time. Do you have anything you want to add? G, I'll put you in the STF if you don't say something right now. <laughs> That's crazy. <bro. laughs> nah, man. I mean, I mean, like, like, I mean, I obviously agree with a, what a lot of y'all said. Jade, you mentioned it. Axe, you mentioned it. Everybody agrees in their own way. I think me, um, 
I think I just took that day. You know, I, I sat there. I got because I, I feel like I'm, I'm like very in tune with how I'm gonna react in my. So I took that day. I just let it sink. I, I stayed in the moment. I was on TikTok probably like everybody else, seeing every other Bray Wyatt moment stuff I forgot about. All that stuff. I just let it sink in. Um, and then you know, I just I was really looking for. I was like, you know what? Let's see what SmackDown is. And I think SmackDown kind of gave me some closure that I wasn't expecting it to give me. I think it was like, okay, this is a proper send-off. And it was just, I was just glad to see, like I said earlier, how much people appreciated it. And I think that kind of gave me that closure. It wasn't like a, oh, let's appreciate him now that he's gone and we should have appreciated him then. No, it was like, no, we appreciated you while you was here and we're really sad that you're gone. And I think that for me was kind of like the biggest thing. I was like, this is really tough and it's going to be really weird, like having to really remember. Like you you said it earlier, it's not maybe to the same level, but Kobe, to this day, it's still like, it's Don't still like it's not. And I feel the same way with Bray Wyatt. Like it's still like, oh my gosh, like that we're not that like, that's crazy, you know, think- but. I think what's hitting us super hard is like, like Terry Funk, it's obviously different, you know, but with Bray Wyatt, the fact that he was in the prime of his career, like where, like, and he was an active member on the roster and you're just expecting him to walk out the curtain. That's what's hitting us. And a report, and I think it's even worse because a report literally came out, hey, he's nearing his return, so he's getting a lot better. And so we kind of... Ooh, okay, great. Can't wait till he shows up. Can't wait till he gets back. We're good. He's good. Let's get it. And then I don't even remember. Oh, I think I might have been coming out of work. I think I might have just got home from work. Something like that. And um, I just happened to pop into Discord. And Coach Mark messaged me. He's like, hey, yo, bro, Bray died. I'm like, what? I'm like, go to Twitter. The first thing that pops R. up. R.I.P. Bray. R.I.P. Bray. Is, no, it's Triple H's tweet. It's Triple no. H's tweet. I'm like, yo. And I'm like, I'm looking at the tweet. I'm like, is this actually Triple H's account? Like, there is no way. And in a matter of three minutes after checking that, Twitter is just flooded. It, it broke. I had, to re, I had to uninstall it and re-download it. Like, that's how crazy it was. Like, but I'm just like I said. I'm just glad everybody appreciated him while he was here. I'm glad he sure. got that moment. I think. I think. I mean, obviously, I can't speak for Bray or whatever. G, but turn I feel the like he got some. Turn the camera on, G. You I, miss I, your I, face. You miss your face, man. Hey, right. there he is, chat. There he is. Yeah. I just yeah. feel like I feel like at least in Bray, I would like to think that his return at Extreme Rules gave him some closure. Yeah, I would like to good. think his return put him at peace about everything that was going on and how I he lost it. his job. And I think, I think that I think I, I would like to think that that return gave him all the, I, I all think the it did. Cause, needed. cause remember the promo he did, bro. When he said yeah. this, this, this is me, the real me. He, he, he knew. He couldn't even talk that promo. Like, he couldn't, he, bro. He couldn't. He was so shook. He really promo. didn't believe. He really couldn't believe that that's the reaction he was getting. He couldn't believe it. 
That's a that's a top five return ever. Probably top oh, three. Yeah. Obviously. Like, oh yeah. No questions oh, yeah. asked. Like that moment. That's over the my via return. Bruh, and and, and shout out to now. the and shout out to one of the goats, Michael Cole. Are we still on the air? <laughs> like, oh, God. Yeah. Hey, you know what's crazy? Michael Cole for say what you want, but there's sometimes where he just mm-hmm. it don't it don't even be much, but he just really adds. That, a that bit. dude is a professional. Yeah, bro, like, like the Ray and Dom stuff. The Ray man, and Dom man, stuff. Man, yeah, man, man. you not saying what you want to say. He's like, yeah, but way better than Kevin Patrick, bitch ass. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, man, <laughs> hey, man, not, not for this episode. I'll, I'll, I'll save, I'll save all the slander for next week. And speaking of that, next week, guys, I appreciate. First of all, appreciate y'all for tuning into the show. Y'all like the video on your way out. We are about to end, but. Next week we will be doing an all in versus all out. You know, I know all in was this actually was today. We can't we can't because my dumbass when I said that I forgot that all out is in Chicago, which is our time zone, not England's time zone. So it oh, is so okay, we got so, but payback, payback Saturday, payback Saturday. Okay, yeah. so we'll probably talk about pay, we, I know I know some of y'all probably want to get our reactions we'll on fig- all we'll in and all out. We will. We. I promise you. Eventually, we will talk about all in. This. This was just too important today. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, we will. We will talk about. We have all out payback, all in, and then there's all moss on God. (laughs) 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 Just kind of slipped in. I'll give it to you because last week y'all forgot to do it. So we did. Hey, hey, man. Are we about? We about to go off? Are we? Are we still? Are we still? Y'all it's be easy, man. Y'all man. like the video on y'all way out, man. Right. Y'all. Hey, like your fireflies, man. Make sure you follow. Put it up. Put it up one time. Like your fireflies, man. Come follow on. Follow the buzzers, man. One last Let's time, man. Follow the buzzers. All right, Pete Bray, why we love He's you. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world. And oh, his, are there super chats on the list? No, 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 no. Oh, I, I read them all. I put them all. I put them all. Okay, because somebody just said read super chats. I put them all. I put them all. Uncle Mikey, you read them? Okay. He's got the little bitty babies. In his hands, he's got the little bitty babies. 